Holman, what's happening? Dude, I have been traveling. Yes, you have. I just got off an airplane like a few hours ago, and uh, I don't know what time it is, but I have uh, completed my last trip of the year, and no more aluminum time machines for four more weeks. I want to hear about that, but first I want you to tell me what is this sound? That's a dude, right? Yeah, that is a dude. Because it's, I'm thinking, all right, it sounds turbocharged <laughs> with like a blow-off valve, and then yep. going, except I can hear him breathing. Yeah, that's a dude. But what do you suppose, and he's just having fun, he's sitting on the floor of his, it's uh, pretty good, of his apartment. It's solid. Right, and he's doing a, which sounds kind of like it could be a V8, right? Yeah, or, you know, it's like an open-wheel race car kind of thing. And what is he using as the blow-off valve? I have no idea. An iron what? That you'd iron your clothes with. Is that the, the steam <laughs> yeah. function? Are you serious? Yeah, here, watch this. Like, I'm going to turn it towards you so you can finally see the screen here. Here he goes. Watch this. <laughs> okay, that's pretty That's pretty full. He's, 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 he's using the iron to the spray steam. The best thing steam. about that video is you can actually see his feet moving like he's doing the pedals in the car. Yeah, he's got a clutch foot and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Where'd you find that? Uh, one of our listeners sent it to us. No, they didn't. Yes, he said, you have to make Holman guess what this is. <laughs> I love our listeners. There, it's an instant request. Oh, man. All right, well, if you have anything else you want Holman to guess, send it on over. <laughs> So I thought that would be fun. Uh, we have got cr- a crazy show lined up for 45, oh, yeah. the Truck Show Podcast. Uh, wait, wait. I'm sorry, what? 45. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. I know. It never gets old. Um, all right. Yeah. So uh, I just got back. One of the trips uh, I, I went to was four-wheeler of the year. So we'll talk mm-hmm. about some of the 2019 pickup trucks. Got interviews from some of the uh, the editors who you might recognize. Uh, also got back from the LA Auto Show. where uh, I was there, too. Big reveal. Yes. The Gladiator. The 1.8 Colorado. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. No, don't bust me on Come that. Come on, that's funny, though. Don't, don't, don't okay, bust so, me on that. So for all of our listeners out there who uh, who came over from Lightning's old podcast, the B-Team, he did a little truck show podcast plug. He goes, hey, dude, I got the guys at B-Team to give us a truck show podcast plug. And I'm like, I didn't really awesome. get them to. No, I was talking about, they had called me to source some old Kevin and Bean radio bit. And I said, yeah, oh, yeah. here's what happened back in the day. I explained it. And they're like, oh. Yeah, so I like, listened to it. I dutifully okay. listened to it because I'm like, oh, I listen to the B-Team. I, I love you know Omar and Dave. And, and, and they said, hey, well, how's your podcast going? I go, great. It's yeah. blowing up. We got Nissan as a sponsor. Said, and, this and, that. and they said, tell oh, us hey, about the LA Auto Show. Yeah, tell us about the LA Auto Show. What, what should we look out for? And these guys aren't car guys at all. At all. And I said, oh, man, well, you got to look at the new Ram yeah. and the new Colorado. And I think I said 1.8. And I and then afterwards I hung up and I go, oh, I said 1.8? <laughs> like, why did that come out of my mouth? And then mouth? I, I texted you the day, listened to it, and I'm like, hey, uh, found out about that Colorado 1.8, huh? Tell I, me more. Now, <laughs> I told you before you listened that uh, I screwed up. You did say you screwed up. I yes. didn't know how bad. That was pretty bad. It was bad. <laughs> so we'll redeem ourselves here in the Truck Show Podcast, and we will uh, we'll, we'll bring you some... Uh, some Jeep Gladiator uh, coverage here. And I saw that with my own two eyes. That's pretty and cool. And you know I'm not the Jeep guy. Yeah. But I was impressed, and we'll talk more about it later. All right. Sounds and good. It's, uh, yeah, that was good stuff. And we also, you're, you're, our wives bonded over um, over stale food. Oh, like my God. Like, we have to talk yeah, that about a, that. That was a whole other thing. Yeah, our wives. I mean, it's not really truck-related, but, I mean, indirectly well, trucks because of yeah, us. And yeah, yeah, no. So that was, that was, I think, a little strange. And we have our friends from Nissan joining us in studio for this show. No. Yes. No. And, and no. I didn't tell you why. Well, okay, hold on, I think on, you stop. kind of know why. I, 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 yeah, I think I do know why, but are you sure? Like, do we want him 
here in the studio? Well, it's more like, do they want to be here to see how the, uh, I don't know, how the sausage is made here? I deserve delicious sausage. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> it does sound disgusting. <laughs> I, hmm, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this. Uh, it might be funny. Or because we may crash and burn and lose our presenting well, sponsor. I was going to say, I think they they probably think that they invested in something really special, and they're going to walk in here and go, hmm, ants and on the floor. And that couch <laughs> is really scuzzy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, hey, might as well bring it up. If you're interested in a brand new truck, head on down to your Nissan dealership. Check out the 2019 Nissan Titan and a five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. If you have a bunch of stuff rolling around in the bed of your truck, go to uh, our friends. Decked. Decked. Yes. Absolutely. Hey, and, and the Gladiator, dude. It had a deck system it in it. It a deck system. Well, we'll I, talk about right, that. Right, right, right. I don't want to steal, we, the, steal the thunder from that segment later. What do you think? We should start the show? Uh, sure, why not? All right, cool. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. It's The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Hey! Now... Are we going to talk about the guy in the room with us? Uh, the guy pointing the cameras at us? You always get mad at me because you're like, this is so distracting having a guy pointing a camera when it's me. It's you. We actually have somebody else in studio pointing a camera It's a little different when uh, there's a third party in the room. But he's a he's professional photographer using professional equipment. I just usually use my iPhone. Well, it's because you and I are looking at each other and yes. we're trying to have a dialogue. Uh-huh. And, I, and I look to you when you're going to pause and I jump uh-huh. in. And yeah. the eye contact is important. Okay. And then, and, but then, then you turn around. You give me like a 180 so I look at your back. Uh-huh. And then you proceed to hold your phone in the air to make your... Yeah, yeah but that's not you know, now. That's normal. That's normal. What I'm saying, is, and that's why it's so freaking distracting. So is this when you're more distracting or less distracting? This is, le- this is less distracting. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, we should probably tell people. We have our friend uh, David Page from Fluid Peak Collective. He does all the uh, Nissan, I don't know, badass project David, vehicles. step up here. Hey, guys. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he flew in, came to the podcast, dude, and he goes, ugh. <laughs> is that is that the, the guttural sound that came out of his mouth? I think so. Uh, that's where the sausage is made, right? <laughs> uh, full circle already. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so you are here with some cameras set up to do what exactly and why? Well, I don't know if we can really uh, get pull it out right now yet. The sausage? Well, first he's talking about sausage, then <laughs> yeah. pulling it out. This is all going south um, fast. Let, let's, not, let's not talk about what we're going yeah, to do right. later. Because okay. it, right, it's, I, can't, I can't describe it, all right. but he brought a pelican case. With an item in it that is encased in foam. What? Yeah. 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 What? I flew with this. And there's a story behind it, but we have to wait till later. Okay. So long, I am super confused. Yeah, so long story short. Oh, by the way, the Nissan Surf Camp yeah. is back out front. Did you I see that? I saw that. Yeah. rad. Yeah. yeah. So David built that. I recall Along that. with okay, the Mountain yeah. Patrol. Well done. Well done. And along I love, the Smoking Titan. And all I love this. the wrap on that thing. The fact you went with uh, a matte wrap on that is really cool, too, because it's, yeah. it's, it's a cool, picturesque scene. And it doesn't. It does a blast hula girl you, on the dash. And there's a hula girl on the dash. That was and, that was Homer's favorite part. Yeah, and, you know, any surf uh, any surf rig has to have a hula girl right. on the dash. It so, works well. So this is the first time that I have seen uh, David in the United States in a while because the last time I saw him, we were in Africa together. So, <laughs> oh, you were in Morocco as well. Yeah, I was there what? for about a month. Why were you there? Uh, we were shooting all the the assets for the media waves. Ah, oh, so now he's okay. uh, so he goes from shooting like gorgeous. 
you know, landscapes and sunset and perfect lighting and amazing. <laughs> to, to us. He's in a fluorescent lit, like, podcast <laughs> studio with us. What a oh, David, crappy so did your job get? I, I flew across the world to be in this room right now. <laughs> That's actually kind of true. It is. It really uh, is. Your life sucks. Who'd you piss off? <laughs> oh, you know, hold on. We have something for you then. We are deeply sorry. <laughs> So, uh, so we'll get to uh, we'll get to David later because uh, we have our friend Wendy Orthman from Nissan is coming in to join us, and so we'll uh, we'll cover that. We no, we don't want an official Nissan person here. It's I mean, I feel geeked out enough that yeah. David's here. Well, he represents them now. No, no, you're saying but David's on our side. Wendy might not be. <laughs> That's all oh, I'm no. saying. Is... <laughs> this is gonna go south. No. Uh, so are we sure? There's so well, many stories. We don't have. Uh, <laughs> We we don't we don't have a choice. Our friends at Nissan called us said, "Hey, we're gonna do something cool," yeah. and I said yes. And then I thought, "Hmm, mm. they meant in our studio. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't." <laughs> I said, "It's my fault. I I premature uh, I prematurely said yes." Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Be on your best behavior. I don't. E- I'm never on my best behavior. Well, you're gonna have to try. Do better tonight. That's all. That's all I can ask. Uh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Got another okay. one. All right, David. Thank you for hanging out with us. Appreciate hey. it. Hey, thanks for having us out. Okay. All right, cool. All right, you just. Well, I was gonna command him to sit on the couch, but I feel weird about that because it's. Well, yeah. He, he can sit in the chair. He's wearing pants. He's, He's all right. Well, I'm not gonna crawl in his pants. Oh yeah. I mean, I cleaned it pretty fine. good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, like a big lint roller, like a fifty-five <laughs> gallon drum of lint roller. I rolled over it. So, where'd you get this couch? Uh, that couch uh, has been in many buildings of our various uh, companies over the years, and eventually was put in this warehouse to just die. And uh, we realized that if we have guests, we have to have a place for them to sit. So I reclaimed it. It's not horribly uncomfortable, David. It's just that it's um, old and uh, worn out, ridden hard yeah. and put away wet, That's and then it dried. And, and by worn out, what do you mean? Just lots of people have sat on it. That's yes. all. It's, we'll leave it at that. We'll yeah, it things that. have happened on that couch. <laughs> We're not sure what. I'm sure people ate on that, that couch. That couch may have been around since the mini trucking days. Uh, and so you know what? I wonder. That doesn't mean anything to David. What it means is that bad things happened to very drunk people. I need to on that figure couch. out that couch used to be age. in our lobby. I'm the same age, so yeah, I understand. Mini oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all all right. right, let's do a truck review. I like truck okay, reviews. I can I can hang with that. Truck review, yeah, roll the gold and dragon truck nuts. David's over there just looking at us going, He's shaking his head. idiot In shame. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing neither of us uh, are affected by shame. Yeah. <laughs> Loving it. No, you're not. Yes, I am. <laughs> All right, so Holman, tell me about four-wheeler of the year. Oh, man. So we had uh, nine vehicles, mm-hmm. and four of them were brand new 2019 pickup trucks. And so uh, to uh, to round it out, we had a uh, 2019 Jeep Cherokee Trail Boss, which Ooh. surprisingly capable. I mean, would kill a Subaru or anything else. Went everywhere on the trail. Everything else went. Had a couple of Range Rover plug-in hybrid electric vehicles, which I kind of want to talk about on maybe a different podcast. Range Rover plug-in hybrid. Yes, when we're talking about electrification, because I think there's a story there. Yeah. But I want to concentrate on the pickups for this one. Uh, brand new Wrangler JL mm. with a 2.0 T. Oh. Okay. That, that was... Uh, are the 2.0Ts hot, or is it the all about the 3.6? No, no, no. Two, so it depends. Uh, the 2.0T is a mild hybrid, has the e-torque system on it. Okay. I'm a big fan of if, if you're going to leave it stock, it rocks. My concern is if you kill the aerodynamics and then mm-hmm. hang a bunch of you know armor and big tires. It's going to be weak. You're going to have a tiny little engine. It, right. It's powerful, but you have a stressed engine, kind of like... Uh, 
other manufacturers with turbo small turbocharged engines when they're towing and sure, like that. right, right, right. Um, and then we had a. It doesn't uh, seem that there's many out there, and, I, and the reason you wouldn't we, know they don't have any badging on it. They look exactly like every other one. Well, no, cool. I asked because we were looking for one to, to do some intake and exhaust work on, and ah. I put a plea out oh, on banks. Facebook at Banks, yeah. and I put a plea out on Facebook, and so crickets. He, here's why. They mark. Everyone's like, "Hey, I've got a three six. No, no, no. Guys came out of the woodwork. Like, because, I got three six because they marketed it early. Okay, but they weren't available out of the factory right away. Oh. So everybody who was an early buyer, you can only find three six on three sixes on the lot. Oh, and so now two are just ramping up. Like they're just coming in right now, and so they're starting to become plentiful. So I would give it a couple weeks, and I bet you'll find somebody. Do uh, you sweet think engine. they're going to sell well? Yes, I, really. Yes, better fuel economy. Um, they're noticeably better fuel economy. They're impressive, okay. and, and the little engine is rock solid. It romps. It's a lot of fun to drive. Um, Do we know the percentage of people, the percentage of Jeep owners that modify their Jeeps? Because ninety uh, percent. Uh, okay, that, of right. Wrangler owners. Right. So therein lies the question: Where you said the guys that modify their Jeeps, there's very few people, unless you live in Santa Monica, right. you know, and you drive a Jeep. Because it's cool, yeah, and uh, and you and it's I, bone stock like with stock wheels. Mild mild mods will be fine on it. Even you know our friend Nina Barlow who uh, owns Barlow Adventures down in Sedona and Moab does Jeep rentals. Mm-hmm. She actually has a 2.0 in her fleet on I think 35s or 37s, and she's loving it. I I think for rock crawling it's great. I think for for somebody who has one it'll be fine. My concern, because it's not proven yet, it's such new technology, right. is that you still have a small stressed engine once you start adding a lot of weight and if you don't re-gear, all that stuff. So I think it'll be fine, but my preference is in those types of situations, I always like going to cubic inches. So for me, it's the 3.6 if I were to buy one. Um, but the two liters, a lot of fun, and that's what was in our, our tester. Is there something wrong with me that when I look at a, someone driving a stock Jeep, I kind of scoff at them? No. <laughs> there's not there's not something there, wrong there's with me. Not like wrong I, with I look at like, I was kind of as I yeah. was saying the words like Santa Monica. You guys are, don't live in Southern California, yeah. you would know, but like those are kind of the um, wannabes. They want the lifestyle, but they're not out. They're never going to take it off road. Never. And, and the JL is kind of nice because they now have a more street oriented version with the, you know the Sahara mm-hmm. that has an all wheel drive transfer case, and instead of having traditional axle shafts that has U uh, joints on it, mm-hmm. they have CVs on it. So it's much more like a luxury vehicle where there's no binding on tight turns. Say on a rainy day, you're you're pulling into a parking space. There won't be that crow hop or that binding that you might get with the U-joint because they have CVs, and the CVs are 90% as strong as the U-joint axles in, say, a Rubicon. And so they're still real strong, but they're making it so it appeals more to the daily driver. Okay. And then the fifth SUV that we had was the Toyota 4Runner TRD Pro. Is this a... Drug review! That was uh, SUV reviews there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll talk about those maybe in the next episode, but I want to focus on the truck. So we had four brand new 2019 pickups. We had Chevy Trail Boss, mm-hmm. the GMC AT4, Ram Rebel, and the new Tundra TRD Pro with the Fox shocks on it. Okay. And uh, quite uh, a mix of trucks. Yeah. Remind me what the AT4 is all about. The AT4 is identical to the Trail Boss. In every single way, okay. <laughs> except it has a GMC body on it. Okay, got it. All right. <laughs> Although the GMC the chassis is the There's same. There's no differences in the interior? or the, the, uh, No, not in the interior except for the uh, brown inserts that they oh, put really? on the black seats. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the new GM interiors. I think they're very stark. When you get in the Rams, they're a lot more luxurious, fancy, in-your-face, bold. When you go from vehicle to vehicle, 
uh, different trim levels, the interiors are completely different. You know exactly where you're at. The GMs, they all look the same. And so even going between the Trail Boss and the GMC AT4, the only thing that you would know was the logo on the steering wheel or brown inserts on the seats. You knew you were in the GMC. Okay, gotcha. Now, the GMC did have some really awesome tech that the Chevy didn't have, uh, the heads-up display, that multi-pro tailgate. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. That multi-pro tailgate. So here's what I was thinking. With all people, those... people, there are some people that kind of clown that, like, why would I ever use no, no, it? No. That's insane. No, what no, a waste no. of money. It's amazing. And I watched in awe of that thing. You know, it was just uh, no, no. It's it's it, a Swiss Army knife. It's unbelievable. Bolted there's, to your truck. There's a bunch of different modes. Um, you can do just like a desktop. You can do a traditional tailgate. You can drop it, make it a step. You can also fold the middle of it out of the way so that if you have a forklift, putting a pallet in, they can get closer to the bed. All those things holds are awesome. a four by eight sheet of plywood without yeah, flying out the right. back. It has a little flipper on it yeah. that'll hold it. So. What's cool about it, though, is I was I wanted to test it in some of the roughest off-road conditions, and we did you know almost a thousand miles total. We were up in uh, Bishop, Mammoth, Owens Valley. We were on sand. We were on dirt. We were on rock. We were in a foot of fresh snow, and literally on our hill climb, huge moguls like a foot and a half deep, offset from each other. And we got to test all these traction control systems, the engines, all that stuff. And that multi-pro tailgate never once rattled, fell apart, popped really? out, anything. It w- How did they dampen it so well? It's just a, I, it's a solid, well-engineered piece, and I was worried it might be more fragile than a one-piece tailgate, and we might have issues. No issues whatsoever. Okay. Now, the GMC also had the 6.2, which is amazing with the GMC exhaust on it, the GM performance parts or really? performance parts exhaust. Wow. I have not been in that truck yet with the and 6.2. a 10-speed. So the Trail Boss is a 538. It comes with a bicycle in the back? No. How bizarre. The, the How? Trail Boss is a 538 speed transmission. Okay. And the 62 is with a 10 speed transmission. Okay. Now, the old 8 speed transmission that used to be hooked up to the 62 and the 53 in the previous gen needed a little work. We had some issues, warranties and stuff. They've completely gone through that trans uh, different software, uh, different RPMs of, of the internals, uh, different torque converter, different shift strategy. Way better feel, much more improved. But I got to tell you, that 10-speed is so sweet. I mean, just always in the right gear, and just uh, it just felt great. And what was the last transmission that we were talking about where you were really impressed, the fact that it was never hunting for gears? We, the, the Raptor 10-speed. The speed. Raptor 10-speed, okay. Yeah. yeah, and I believe... And, and which one, based on... You've had some seat time in both. Yeah. Which one do you prefer? Well, I, I believe the 10-speeds, this was the one that GM and Ford co-developed. Oh. So I think there's some DNA... That they co-developed that went their own ways. Uh, I'm I have to check on that because it's I can't remember if it was the eight speed or the ten speed. I think it was the ten speed. Either way, both GM and Ford they're both super sweet transmissions. That six two ten speed got almost the same fuel economy as the five three eight speed, so almost no penalty for a whole lot more horsepower. It's like four hundred and twenty, and the thing just romps. So we like the uh, the GMC and the Rebel were I think our two favorites in the mix. The the Tundra. With the new 2.5 inch bodied sh- uh, Fox internal bypass shocks, a lot of fun off road, a lot of fun in the sand. But for an off road package, didn't have aggressive tires like the rest of the trucks. All three of the other trucks had Duratrax on it. No rear locker, just a, a ELSD. Are they going to go the rear locker? They're going to have to. They're just being. It's the oldest platform. They're going to have to though, right? Uh, not really. Everybody, really? they're they're selling every one they make. So why yeah. why oh, put any effort into good it, right? Point. Okay. And, right. But it's just it's not competitive with everybody else's off road packages in terms of what you're getting. Now the suspension superior probably had the best suspension of the test, but also on the oldest platform, so you had more frame flex and things like that. Whereas uh, the Ram just felt super solid. Um, it's interesting. The Ram had Bill Steins. This was a steel spring. So before the Rebel was either a uh, air suspension 
or, or was air suspension. Now you can get either air suspension or steel spring on the current truck, the new 19. And the steel spring suspension was fun off-road. It's got a reservoir shocks in the rear, and it just romps. The So no pogoing, none of that. No, but on the GMC and the Trail Boss, we definitely felt that. It You've felt, been talking about that for a while. felt that, rougher. The chassis felt not as polished. It had the factory two. Both of those had the factory two-inch lifts on them. We really thought the Rebel chassis tuning was better off-road, hmm. although the GMC and the Chevy were really nice on the highway. Um, if you are a hardcore GMC guy or Chevy guy, and you don't look at any other truck, you're going to love the new truck. If you drive everything else that's out there, you'll go, mm, we can see some areas that they probably could have done better. Yeah. At the LA Auto Show, I was standing in uh, on the escalator, and uh-huh. two guys were talking about the Ram, and all they yeah. could talk about was the interior. It's amazing. And one guy's like, nah, I'm a bow tie guy. Yeah. And it, it felt like the conversation that you and I would have, right. but I was overhearing it from the <laughs> from guys other people? behind me. Yeah. And uh, they were right in my ear and they were talking about the interior. He's like, nah, bow tie guy. And the guy's like, you got to look upstairs. Let's yeah. go. I'll take, it to, I'll take it to the Ram booth and yeah. you'll see. Yeah. No, it was unbelievable. I mean, that, that interior is so well done. The technology in that truck is so well done. And then at the price point, it's a pretty good value compared to where some of the other trucks were at. So, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. Um, I recorded... Some audio with some of our uh, jurors, mm-hmm. who I think uh, I-, I think we should play, and we can kind of hear what they thought about the trucks. Who's Enough? first, then? Uh, play the one with uh, with John Kappa. All right, so I'm standing here with uh, V. John Kappa. Yes, the same one that everybody's been saying, have John Kappa on, have John Kappa. Well, guess what? I got to spend a whole week with him, and we were testing all the brand-new 2019 trucks on four-wheeler pickup truck of the year. And uh, so, so what are your thoughts after 1,000 miles and all these trucks and snow, desert, sand, everything else? Uh, it seems like every year they get better and better. The, the, the technologies improve. I, you know, the traction control that I've seen change in the last five years is incredible, especially in the sand. So it, it, it's fun to like get in these trucks and, and any brand biases that you might have are quickly dissolved because it, you, you go from one to one and, and one truck to the next and you're like, well, you know, clearly this is better than the last or this is worse than the last. And, and anything that, that if you did have brand loyalties, it's just, it's just totally erased. Yeah, they basically, you can't buy a bad truck. They're all good and some excel better in areas and, and you have to go with your own use case of which one. I mean, we had the conversation in the radio on the drive home is which one would we each personally take home? We kind of chose different things for different reasons. What was your biggest uh, surprise of the test out of all the trucks? Uh, biggest surprise, biggest surprise of the test. Um, I don't, you know, the, the electric vehicles were interesting to me. You know, I, I just, I think that that's probably where I, I like looking at the Land Rovers because. <laughs> yeah, I can't help so, that at all. So first thing is, you see, there were sirens. Right. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah, then the helicopter went yeah, overhead. Yeah, yeah. Then a jet. Yeah. So uh, our offices <laughs> uh, in Orange County are outside John Wayne Airport. Yeah. And we're under the landing pattern. I couldn't help the jets, so it, it is what it is. <laughs> Sound like a crime scene going <laughs> yeah. on over there. Where the technology's headed, the the five to ten year, five to ten years out, maybe you can see. Tell me about the new truck. I can't hear you. <laughs> They're jets flying over. Hold on. See like where the rest of the vehicles are going to be. Some of the stuff that you see in the, the vehicles today and most of the other vehicles Land Rover had five to ten years ago. So it's fun to see that the technologies come out like the electric, you know, like the electric vehicles. You know, I don't know. We'll go through the pickup trucks really quick. What was your thought on the, uh, the Chevy Trail Boss? Uh, the Chevy Trail Boss to me was was a, a, a rougher riding truck. I mean, th- there were things about it that I liked, but it, the suspension to me it, it was it was a, it was stiff in in the gravel and in the rocks and things like that. Um, I felt like I mean I know we talked about this, but I felt like the GMC rode slightly better. But uh, you know, apparently it, there's nothing that would cause that. <laughs> yeah, other than it weighs a little bit more, but the suspension tuning we found out. Yeah. So I, what I was just saying here is 
the suspension tuning between those trucks is identical. Uh, the valving of the shocks between those two trucks. The only difference really between the Chevy and the uh, GMC is the curb weight's a little bit different on the, the GMC, a little higher. So okay. we think it mellowed out the ride motions a little bit. Oh, um, interesting. So it's kind of interesting to have the exact same truck, different drivetrain. Was it dramatic it, or just a little bit? No, no, you could feel it. Oh. I mean, it wasn't like rattle your teeth. And I mean, honestly, all these trucks are so good, we're pulling at straws here. But that's what we get paid to do, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, But it was no, I mean, it was noticeable. You guys are like music critics, like arguing about Nirvana or something, yeah, right? Like, and you're like, everyone's like, Nirvana's great. Stop playing in the key of G. Right? <laughs> what caused that? Yeah, uh, other than it weighs a little bit more, but the suspension tuning we found out is is the same between the AT4 and, and the Trailbox. Was there anything about the GMC that stood out, uh, thought wise? Um, I like the seats in the GMC. I thought that you know, the, the, just the design of the seat really made me happy more so than say the Trailbox. And it had a hell of a good exhaust note. Yeah, definitely had a great <laughs> exhaust note. Like you lay on the throttle and it just screamed America. <laughs> what about the uh, Toyota Tundra TRD Pro? Obviously, that's the oldest uh, truck in the test as far as chassis. Everything else got redesigned this year, but they've made some really nice upgrades that that were a lot of fun out on the uh, on the trail. Uh, that truck has always been kind of strange to me. There was things about it that were you know overly comically large. You know, like the the rear doors on that thing are huge, but the suspension they've done they've gone a long way with the suspension. They've come a long way with the the traction control tuning. That truck is is far. Better better than even what it was just a couple years ago. And then finally, uh, the Ram Rebel. Uh, that was probably my favorite. I mean, I'm not biased or anything, but that was probably one of my favorite trucks. Just, you know, I like the interior. I like the seats. That would be like the truck I would probably buy. Kind of had a good mix of uh, daily driver qualities with really good performance off-road. Exactly. Like, it could be a tow rig. It could be a daily driver. And it got great fuel economy, I mean, for a V8. I can't disagree with you. Thanks for the uh, the time. Thanks for having me, man. Not bad. All right, who's next? Uh, Ken Brubaker. All right, so I'm sitting here with the editor of Four Wheeler Magazine, and that is the one and only Ken Brubaker. And Ken, we just finished up Four Wheeler of the Year. Uh, let's uh, talk about the pickup trucks. What were your thoughts? Oh, man, what a crop. I mean, I don't even know where to start. I mean, if you're looking for a half-ton truck in today's market, it's a tough choice. There's so much good stuff rolling around. But, you know, they're all dramatically different. They all have Amazing feature lineups, but they all differ in how they approach their off-road um, uh, equipment packages. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling when you sit down to look at the numbers. So, was there anything that stood out for you? <laughs> Southwest, right on time, dude. You were like, uh, there was a long gap, and I could, I knew that you were looking to the sky <laughs> and thinking, "Am I going to continue? <laughs> just I'm going to motor on, yeah. or yep, just went through it. You just like, so, soldiered I, on through the plane. Can't even worry about it. Just got to go." <laughs> So was there anything that stood out for you uh, on the positive side with any of the trucks? Maybe something that you were surprised about or something that you really thought was maybe a feature that was better than any of the other trucks? Oh, definitely. And as you can tell, I was so distracted <laughs> you, you, I couldn't you, you, even speak English. You said the other trucks. <laughs> like I was, I was trying. I was looking at the pilot in the eyes, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we locked eyes as he was flying over, and I just threw me. I off. I want to hear the other trucks again. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Something that you really thought was maybe a feature that was better than any of the other trucks. <laughs> and that was oh, a moment with Sean. <laughs> oh, there'll be plenty of uh, those with me this oh, evening. So oh my gosh! All right. <laughs> Oh, definitely. Um, I think with the Ram Rebel, um, I really like the remote reservoir rear shocks that are new for uh, 2019. I really like the rear electric locker. Um, this was a steel spring truck, so um, no air, as we've tested in previous years. So, so that was new. Um, oh, the GMs were amazing, you know. And really the distinction for people who are uh, interested in why would they do a steel spring truck when they've had an air suspension truck on the Rebel. Number one is the Bill Stein shocks are uh, monotubes. The way in, in, in the center. Right. But right. 
right I mean, now. the whole the whole shock is a monotube. Well, it's either no. okay. Well, you're doing some phallic thing with your hands <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. over there. Hold on. Like, so okay. so the way the airbag suspension is designed on the Ram, you're right. The shock is in the center of the airbag. Yes. But what that does is it keeps the heat in, and so the shock can't shed heat as fast. Oh. So one of the benefits of a monotube is the fact that it can radiate heat out, so it, the shock stays cooler. But when it's in the bag, the bag kind of holds it in. Plus, the bag I don't think has as much travel, and the bag's super cool because you can go to off-road mode and lift but it up. As you heat the uh, the air inside the bag, it's going to get it, harder. The and spring, stiffer, yeah. spring rate changes. Uh, you can dip down the truck to go pull under your trailer, which, and is lift cool. your, which is super awesome. Yeah. But one of the things that I've been asking for the Ram team is like make a steel spring rebel because there's those guys like me out there who don't want to risk blowing a bag off-road and don't want the complexity of that technology. We just want a straight steel spring suspension that's not adjustable ride height, and they delivered on the 2019, and then that's the distinction of why that's important. I wonder what that does to the price. Do we know the it's difference? It's cheaper without the air suspension. Well, I know that, yeah. and I'm wondering how. It's like a, a grand or something like that? I think it's too. I, hold on, let me, I can... Ooh, get open uh, notebook. Play the rest of this clip, and I'll tell you after. Okay. I sit in previous years, so, so that was new. Um, oh, the GMs were amazing, you know? Um, the GovLocks in the rear of these things, they, they, they put power to the ground when it's needed. Um, they, got, they got good tires on them. They're comfortable, nice highway rigs. And then, of course, you got your, your Tundra, which, um, you know, it's a vehicle that's been around for a little while, but it has fantastic uh, new shocks on it, and they work really well. It was uh, all the judges were uh, commenting on its off-road ability, and, and especially, you know, at speed on rough terrain. Was there anything that uh, you didn't like, any disappointments with any of the vehicles or anything that you thought could have been done better or was maybe a good idea that wasn't executed well? <laughs> well, there's always something that you can, uh, you know, critic. It's easy to be the critic, you know. Um, I think for me, I could nitpick each one of these, you know. Maybe it said, well, I didn't like this tailgate or I didn't like, you know, this feature. Obviously, you know, being doing what I do, I'm a big locker fan. So, you know, I'd, I'd like to see uh, some of the limited slip trucks step up to lockers. Um, and that, I think that would be a big plus. Um, I'm a big ground clearance fan, you know. Um, uh, being able to go off-road without worrying about tearing something up underneath. And some of these could stand to have a little more ground clearance. But every one of these rigs held their own this week um, on the trail, in the sand, in the snow, in the mud, in the water, on the road. And it was just amazing. It was an amazing week. We all learned a lot. You look the jet pass. <laughs> <laughs> was that you? Woo! Yep. <laughs> it was a hey, long he's week. He's going slow, huh? Hey, yeah. For anyone that knows me, they know I love aviation. 757. You call it the jet. And I also have to point out that we were on the Olancha sand dunes. I don't know if you saw my Instagram. No. But we were on top of the sand dunes, and we got buzzed at 200 feet by two F-18s. Oh, that's cool. And it was freaking awesome. And so if you go on my Instagram, at Sean P. Holman, you can see the video. And we're on top of the sand dune, and we're watching the first guy come, and he comes at like 500 feet, which is awesome. And so we all spin around to watch him pull away, and out of nowhere, his wingman comes at like 200 feet, scared the living crap out of all of us. It was awesome. And they did a little air show for us out there. I, Did he... But, he, he he doubled back? Oh, yeah. They did it for like five passes. What? And they were. we have a picture with the long lens from one of the cameras, and the pilots are looking at us all twisted and seeing what we're up to. <laughs> and uh, so, anyway, I love aviation. So, you know, anytime a plane stops, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and look up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's a really exciting time to, to have half-ton trucks and to be in the market for one. And there really wasn't a bad one. We were talking earlier how uh, we thought that this was one of the strongest field of truck competitors that we've had it for the pickup truck of the year in a, long, in a uh, very long time. Yeah, I mean, personally, I've been uh, a part of the uh, four-wheeler of the year 
event since uh, back in the 90s. And, you know, it seems like there was always one in the lineup that we all just kind of looked at and said, you know, it'd be interesting to see how it does. We don't have that too much anymore. Um, you know, it's, it's common. I mean, you look at these trucks and you look at the automotive industry and really everything improves year after year. And uh, now we're seeing stuff like rear lockers and upgraded suspensions and, and things of that nature that are really geared for us off-roaders. And, th- and you can get that off the, off the showroom floor. You know, With a warranty and, yeah, yeah. and great tires now too. With a warranty and you could drive that thing off the showroom floor and go wheeling in it and have a blast. I got to say, though, they don't have a warranty like Nissan. Five-year, 100,000 miles. I'm just saying. <laughs> they are the best. Right. And you don't have to spend, uh, you know, hey, there's a lot of people that like to tinker, and they like to go in, and they like to make upgrades to their rigs. There's always going to be room for that. But if you're looking for uh, uh, a pickup truck nowadays that you can work with, that you can commute with, that you can go off-roading with, man, your work's cut out for you. All right, well, I guess we will uh, stay tuned for the winner of the 2019 Four-Wheeler Pickup Truck of the Year Award, and uh, hopefully we'll be uh, one of the first to announce it when you figure out who that winner is. You sound so dejected right there because another <laughs> plane the went over, flew over right as I was finishing. All right, so. Uh, here we go again. Uh, <laughs> just so you know, so the Rebel, Steel Spring Rebel, which I think is superior if you're going to go off-roading, although if Daily Driver, you might like the air suspension. I like the, uh, the Steel Spring. $1,795 less than the uh, air suspension truck. It's hard to argue with. Uh, it's a pretty, you know, it's for that. Although suspension. I think there would be, um, the, the, the air suspension is probably a little more attractive to an older guy. Oh, yeah. That toes that, that and, toes yeah. and all that, and he can afford that. Probably a little bit better fuel economy because it goes into aero mode on the highway and yeah. stuff like that. It's uh, it's pretty dramatic, the distance that uh, can travel, right? I don't remember on the new truck offhand, but it's like three inches or something like that. Are you or sure four it's inches? not more? Because yeah, it looked pretty, when I was yeah. looking at the, uh, of the year, Awards yeah. spinning around the uh, the Ram yeah. at the LA Auto Show. It seemed like it was six plus inches. No, it's not. It's no? not that much. It's okay. not that much. The other thing to note is the Ram was the only one that had uh, uh, coil springs in the back. Everybody else was leaf springs, so that also helps with ride quality. Okay. As well. Yeah. Why do more manufacturers not go with coil springs in the rear? Uh, because with a coil spring, you have to really nail it. Uh, you know, now Ram uses a variable rate coil so that they can carry more loads without having a lot of sag. The early trucks, the 09s, when that suspension came out, sagged a lot more. Plus, you need a track bar. You need four links. Yeah. You, you know, so for stability, uh, leaf spring is much more simple, cheaper to manufacture. You can have an overload on it really inexpensively. And, okay. and side to side is way, way more, uh, you know, stability from side to side okay. from a load pushing you around. A lot less impactful on a leaf sprung truck than on a coil spring. Coil spring, you have to dial it in with a sway bar and all the other things. Uh, depending on the leaf design, you may or may not need a sway bar. So it's just a okay. different philosophy of of uh, how they build the rear suspensions. And who's next? Uh, Vern Simons, who is sort of like the uh, mad wizard over at Peterson's four-wheel and off-road. Mad wizard how? Uh, he just builds all sorts of really wacky, crazy stuff. Fabricator? Yeah, if you're uh, familiar with Ultimate Adventure, yeah. he usually builds the Ultimate Adventure rigs. Ah. And uh, he was like the only guy that I ever knew that threw Toyota axles under a Wrangler, which is super wacky and cool. <laughs> okay. and, um, just a, a, a super interesting guy. Uh, so I always like his perspective on things. All right. So now I'm standing next to uh, Vern Simons from Peterson's Four Wheel and Off Road Magazine, and Vern's been uh, doing this old truck testing for a long time, and he was out here all week. And just uh, wanted to ask you what your thoughts are on the new 2019 trucks. I'm pretty. Uh, I had a bunch of fun. Uh, it's pretty cool to get to see these new trucks. Uh, I got to admit, I was hoping you'd go like, Hey, well, uh, Holman, I've got some ideas for you. 
I was hoping he's like wacky scientist guy. No, he, he wasn't wearing a coat voice. or anything. No, mm. he's he's fairly normal in real life. Okay. Was there anything uh, that stood out to you about either all the trucks together as a class or just um, you know one truck or one particular feature that you really liked? Uh, I'd driven the uh, Tundra with the new shocks on it before, and it was quite a bit of fun. And I still think it's fun. Um, it is sort of an older design. I really like the uh, Ram Rebel. Um, I think they did a pretty good job. I, I probably will never get used to the little dial knob down <laughs> for the, the shifter, right? But it does open up that console space, which well, is nice. Sure, and you know, but if something comes on the radio and you don't want to hear it, you might. <laughs> That's what I think. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I know you told me there's a safety feature where you reach yeah, yeah. down, and you think it's the volume knob, and, and, and you get you, you put totally yourself in reverse at seventy. No, no, the volume knob is about a fifth of the size. So if you're going to turn your volume up with a giant metal knob on the dash versus <laughs> the little plastic one, yeah. Uh, J- Jason Goderman over at Truckshine also absolutely hates the knob to me not a big deal i like it it's simple it's out of the way uh and it opens up console space so i'm a fan it still leaves this uh, reviewer a little cold <laughs> yeah so and then the two gm products were pretty cool to have um that 6.2 and that gmc that thing to drive. screamed yeah and the uh the tailgate too right yeah that's a crazy tailgate. <laughs> we all need like a bifold tailgate, I think. I've, I've never, uh, you know, that's probably the smartest design tailgate. And I think the thing that blew me away is we beat on these trucks. We were in mud ruts and uphill and rocks and snow and hard packed rippled sand in the dunes, shaking the living hell out of these trucks. And that tailgate never once came apart, failed, or, or ceased to work. And I was always worried, is that heavy tailgate with all those features going to be a detractor off-road? And you, I think we prove that you could have that tailgate and you can have that truck off-road and you'd have no issues. Yeah, absolutely. I did, however, notice that there's a button on the dash that looks like it'll open the tailgate. And it was very tempting to push that while we were going <laughs> down the highway. Um, but I decided that it probably shouldn't do that. And did someone ultimately do it? Uh, there's a safety in place. They oh, there really yeah. is? Yeah, it'll save you from from yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of the tailgates that are out there, it's really, I can only think of Ford. Ford's the only one that's got the handle yeah. that comes out and whatnot. The Fords do rattle a little bit, don't they? Um, I've had older Ford Super Duties where you can't lock them in the down position, and they will jump off the back of the truck off-road when they're not latched. Really? Yeah, I've had that happen where the cable saves it from leaving the truck, but it causes a whole bunch of damage. Yeah. Uh, we were out in the desert doing desert cleanup, so I had the tailgate down to make it easier to load all the trash bags in the back, and we hit some whoops, and the tailgate left the truck. That must have scared the crap oh, out of you. Oh, dude, I watched it leap in the rearview mirror and then disappear, and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, but this, this is probably like 10 years ago. Okay. Um, they're better now. I, don't, I haven't had a lot of issues with tailgate rattles. What it is is if the chassis is not... Uh, really strong in the back. You get the bed shape. flex. Yeah, and sometimes the U-shape of the bed sides and the bumper that hold that shape of the tailgate in there, mm-hmm. if that frame distorts enough to pop the the latching mechanism out, right. they'll leave the truck. I've seen that happen before. I can tell you on these trucks, no issues. Yeah. Out of all these trucks, was there anything that you thought you're disappointed with, that you thought was stupid, you thought that was maybe gratuitous, that was unnecessary, or were you impressed by all of them? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think there's an awful lot of electronic gadgets on these trucks, um, but in some ways that's good if it keeps you from getting into a wreck or um, keeps you from hurting yourself or somebody <laughs> else. But um, I don't know. At, at times I wish there were a lot less electronics and a lot more mechanical levers. Yeah, I kind of wonder what five years from now and ten years from now is going to look like. And, and, I mean, you know, people have their TVs fail after a while. What happens when you're 
touch, your touchy touchy screen doesn't work anymore or right. is out of warranty. But I guess we'll find I'm sorry, out. Your touchy touchy screen. Yeah, your touchy touchy screen. Is that what your kids call it? That is a touchy touchy screen. That is a technical term. Yes. Um, oh, it is. Well, yeah, we're quoting that on the uh, truck show podcast. Samsung is hashtag it selling their new touchy touchy screen. Yes, absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying, and I do think that you're. It is scary that if those systems yeah. fail, it's a lot of money. But we have all of our information, our personal data in our phones, and it doesn't bother us. You know, we just, phones don't really crash all that often. And yeah. will the one in your car crash all that often? I think the car, well, I mean, it's hard to see. There's a lot of vibration stuff in your car, but I guess phones go through sweat and water and vibrations all day long. So I just I just wonder. I think that- Or the, are you old school? No, the screen, well, I'm old school too, but I appreciate the technology. I think the screen in your pocket is a higher quality screen than probably the one in your car though. I would agree with that. And yeah. so I, it's a thousand dollars for something, you right. know, so so much smaller. So what's the what's the cost on a screen in a truck? One hundred fifty bucks or something like that. You know, and they sell this system for two thousand. Yeah. Or, so they have great margins, but what does that mean for warranty? I don't know. We'll find out. Who's next? Trent McGee. Trent McGee. Yes. You're just making up names. No, no, no. He's a uh, a well-known. Trent McGee is a name. That you're like, hey, uh, d- d- Trent McGee. Trent McGee. Yeah, you're just right <laughs> off the top of your head. Bodie McBoatface. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was one of our judges this year on our 2019 Four Wheeler Pickup Truck of the Year. Um, any thoughts of these trucks? Any uh, disappointments? Any favorites? Man, you know there were. It was. It was really telling in a lot of ways i mean there some of the stuff was to be expected and then other things like for instance the cherokee i really stood out in my mind i mean that thing honestly is better than it has a right to be i mean it's just a car and but it's yeah it's a really capable. it's a really good car that thing went everywhere the pickup trucks went and i was shocked that we we had zero issues and if you're looking for a subaru or something that thing kicks any subaru's butt absolutely i mean it's it's not is it a substitute for the Wrangler? No, absolutely not. Still but like funny. you said, a Forester yeah. and all the right gears. But notice, like that. I got better with it. A, a definitely a contender in that market. Rear locker, all-wheel drive, four-wheel drive low, skid plates, uh, tow hooks. That little thing was pretty awesome. Uh, I was definitely surprised by the level. I'm just going to power through the airplane. And if you look out the right window, you see Holman from the Truck Show podcast <laughs> attempting an interview and failing miserably. I was definitely surprised by the level of capability in, in all the places we took it. Even made it up our our hill climb uh, toward the end of the day. And then obviously with the uh, with the pickups, we've got the Rebel, we've got the TRD Pro, we've got the two GM products. Was there uh, any standouts in that group? You know, I think I kind of went against the grain a little bit with as opposed to the other group. Actually, my personal favorite, if I had to take one home today and I could only choose one, would honestly probably be the Tundra. It was a you know it fell short on on some things or whatever but that suspension well he's the first one saying the tundra yeah yeah he's he's more old school too so i think he appreciates the simplicity of that truck and of course the suspension because he's a desert guy he's from arizona so he he likes to womp holy cow that thing handled like a like a miniature trophy truck almost yeah whoops and stuff it was just amazing it's probably not quite raptor but it's pretty close so fox went through and uh upgraded the shocks there's i believe reservoirs in the back it's a internal bypass out of front rear uh got a little bit more travel out of the front a little bit more travel out of the rear and uh in the dunes over the ripples on some of the fast flowy uh, uh trails it was a lot of fun Absolutely, absolutely. My only other, my only complaint with it off road is that it kind of chopped power. Yeah. The the, the electronic, electronic nannies. Yeah. They kicked in a, a occasionally, but but overall, I mean, that thing was really impressive. That 5.7 liter, while it's nothing new, and I'm certainly not in the Toyota circles, it's got tons of power. Sure, sounded good. I really <laughs> like the exhaust note. I think yeah. the only one that may have edged it out just a little bit, just in, strictly in terms of the exhaust note, was that GMC and that fire breathing 6.2. That thing was yeah. rad. You know what we're gonna have to do? Hmm. We're gonna have to rate exhaust notes. We're going to have to play exhaust notes. Let's see. And we're going to have to do like our top 10 truck exhaust notes. Yeah, easy. I love that. 
All of these trucks have upgraded shocks, upgraded wheel and tire packages, all except for the Tundra had a rear locker. Um, some of them had a suspension lift. It's just amazing that we're at this place now where you can buy off the showroom floor and go have fun without spending any money in the aftermarket if you don't want to. I mean, these are incredibly capable trucks. Oh, for sure. I mean, some of them, you know, so, some of the products were maybe not as cool as I was hoping, um, especially, you know, maybe didn't quite live up to the name, but overall, I mean, today, we live in a great time because you know, 20 years ago, there is nothing that came off the line that was even close to any of these cars. Yeah. Even the worst performing truck in this test, which I'm not going to say which <laughs> one I am putting or anything like that. That's up for, uh, you know, the, the... We'll see what the scorebook says. Exactly, exactly. But, I mean, even then, the, the worst of the performing truck is way more capable than 10, even even five years ago. And probably most of these trucks are towing pretty close to what three-quarter tons were 10 years ago. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that... I, I didn't really look at all the GVWs and everything, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate to put a big camper behind any of them. If there's one takeaway that it, the readers and stuff can get from this is that we actually really do test these things and we test them hard. Oh yeah, we had uh, trucks up on two wheels on their side. We blew beads at full pressure. We uh, clearanced uh, bumpers and valences, and uh, you know, we tell the manufacturers going in like, this is a real test. We are going to to tell you how this truck does. And and you're right. I think the four wheeler uh, readers should come away going you know what those guys are the, are the real deal they went out they spent a thousand miles on the trail with all these vehicles in, in over the course of a week and we saw everything we saw mud we saw snow we saw rain we saw pavement and I, I think there probably isn't anybody in the world who has such a broad breadth of experiences in these trucks like we do after this week I agree with that. I mean, like I said, it's 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 really we all come from different backgrounds or whatever. We've got a lot of different experience in different areas of the off-road industry, and that's what makes it cool. It's what makes it well-rounded. All right. Well, I can't wait to see the winner, and uh, we'll see if you're right. <laughs> I hope so. All right. Good to see you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, John. All right, and then uh, last up, we have Christian Hazel, who's the editor-in-chief of uh, Peterson's Four Wheel and Off-Road Magazine. So what you're doing this whole time is we're just talking about the trucks over and over and over again and getting everyone's opinion, Yeah. and you're not telling me who's a freaking winner of this thing. Next episode. <laughs> No, this episode. No, it's not, we don't know it yet. Next episode. What? Yes. This whole time. Just play. Just play Hazel. This whole time I've been waiting. No, we're not. Re- no, if you're listening, yeah, you're hearing hints from people, and it's up to you to decide. Ooh, we're gonna gamify it. You tell me who the winner is, and we'll see next episode if you're right or not. Are you serious? Play Christian Hazel. I've got to play him in a second. I'm serious. <laughs> like I thought that we were gonna like tell everyone on this episode. Press play. All right, so uh, this is Holman with uh, Christian Hazel, editor of Peterson's Four Wheel Off. What happened to your energy, dude? Oh uh, no, that was a, a, a different part of the day, and I was fighting being sick all week. And uh, he was the first interview I did. Okay, this is Holman. I'm sure. Yeah, no, no, I was. <laughs> you, you can tell when I'm not feeling good. It's it's. All right, so uh, this is Holman with uh, Christian Hazel, editor of Peterson's Four Wheel Off Road, and uh, he was one of our judges here on the. 2019 four-wheeler pickup truck of the year so uh, christian we had four great trucks maybe some i know man i didn't feel good but i had to get the work done <laughs> christian i just, uh, we gotta talk I've to you got like 14 things of day quill in me i haven't slept in three days and we're in the middle of nowhere oh by the way the altitude in my ears haven't popped yet and uh and we're on day five all right 2019 four-wheeler pickup truck of the year so Christian, we had four great trucks. Maybe <laughs> I was not feeling good. D- d- listen to the sigh right here. You ready? Listen to the sigh. Christian, we had four great trucks. Maybe some of the four best we've ever had. You're just exhaling uh, the whole time. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I feel a lot Christian, better now. I feel a lot better you now. You look better now. Well, thanks. <laughs> Christian, we had four great trucks. Maybe some of the four best we've ever had. 
What are your thoughts on uh, after spending time in each one? Well, for starters, this is a unique year for uh, Pickup Truck of the Year because it's the first time in recent memory I can remember we can compare apples to apples. So we've got four 1500 full-size pickup. I mean, as far as comparing one to the other, it makes it so much easier because I can look at this one and say, I like the engine in that, I like the bed system in this. Unlike the previous years where we may have had a midsize or a three-quarter ton in the mix kind of skewing off everybody's uh, perception of the class and all that. Yeah, yeah, and the, the unique way in which this event is, uh, is judged, um, you know, we don't always get to do that. So that's, that's been kind of refreshing. And, I mean, as far as the vehicles themselves, it's... There's a lot of off-road capability. The, the, the level of luxury has just kind of take it, taken a, a, a vertical turn. I mean, it, yeah, it's right. gone really crazy. Um, and, then, and then the technological advances and little innovative features, like I'm standing in front of the GMC AT4, and it's got, a, it's got an exceptionally clever bed system in here. The tailgate on this thing, I mean, it looked like it's designed by a NASA engineer. Yeah, the tailgate's awesome on it, and the way that they uh, scooped out the bed sides to give you more volume for a shorter box. So now you have the uh, the internal bed sides are way wider than any truck out there. Um, this truck has, like you were talking about, a lot of technical advancements, like the uh, camera for the rear view mirror, heads-up display. Uh, it's got the bed stuff. Uh, of course, this is an AT4, so it's got two-inch lift and Rancho Monotube shocks. Pitch in 6.2 liter V8. I mean, this engine is the stuff of dreams 10 years ago. I mean, who, who would imagine? We'd have a, a pickup truck, a 1500. I love him. No, no. He just said, bitchin'. No, he's, he's awesome. You know what's funny is I haven't heard this clip since I recorded it. Yeah. Because to me, it's water under the bridge. I don't go back and really listen to anything. I was really feeling bad that day. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I can I, tell. I, I can tell. I'm but like, he's oh. making up for your lack of energy. Which is why I had a microphone in his face and uh, I let him run with it. I love a reporter that says bitchin'. <laughs> 420 horse and four, yeah. I think it's 440 torque or something like and, that. It's just... And a 10 speed transmission. So it's always in the gooey side of the power band. It's, it's... And it womps too. I mean, this thing is. He is the best. Gooey. Gooey. <laughs> power band. It's, it's. And it womps too. I mean, this thing is absolutely unbelievable and, and unholy in its sound. I absolutely love it. I mean, this will probably get the worst fuel economy, not because of anything GM did, but because we were all wanting to hear the exhaust. You just can't keep your foot out of it. It's too much fun, you know. And then on the other side of that uh, coin, you've got, um, uh, well, another another sick exhaust. Line. You've got the Tundra TRD Pro with that, that TRD uh, dual exhaust package on the 5.7. Toyota V8. I mean, which that. also sounds amazing. And it's funny because the GMC is a, is a push rod, and it's got that burly push rod sound. And the 5.7 in the Toyota is a camer, and it just revs differently. So you know which truck is coming. They're both V8s, similar displacements, but you know which truck is you which immediately. Without turning around and looking, yeah. And then uh, next down the line, as I'm standing here in the parking lot looking, we've got the Ram Rebel, which I just I really like the coil spring on there right now. I mean, the uh, the air ride suspension was was good in, in years past, but I think the coil spring, it just gives you a level of, of control and finesse and, and, um, and predictability that you don't get in an air suspension. What does Ram say about those air springs? Like, do they say, go ahead and just beat the crap yeah. out of them? Or, uh, I, the, in fact, the first uh, 2019 Rebel I drove was in an Arizona wash on a high-speed course, mm -hmm. and we beat the crap out of them, they were fine. Like we really pushed it. So hard. it's kind of like a. It's not. It's not a wives' tale. I, I, it would be. Yeah, yeah. Airbags are very reliable these days, so I, I don't think it's an issue. But for an old school off roader who's seen all sorts of things break, why add to the complexity? Okay. You know uh, and then of course we've got the the Trail Boss, which is the same as the AT4, but it's the Chevy, and that has the five seven or excuse me, the five three with the eight speed. 
Yeah, and that thing, I mean, if you didn't know it was a 5.3, you would think it was a larger engine under the hood of that thing. So, again, speaking to the technological advances, I mean, where they're going now, where we are right now, it's, it's really a special time in automotive history, you know. We're, we're right there at the pinnacle, I feel, right before the electrics are going to start intruding and taking over to a larger degree. Yeah. I mean, I, I think probably in 20 years people will look back at this era and, and it's going to be a high water mark in, in, in automotive horsepower. I should say internal combustion yeah, right. horsepower. I can't say I disagree with that. All right, well, thanks for your time, and it's been fun spending the week out here, and uh, it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top of four-wheeler of the year. Right on. I'm, I'm hey. curious to know, too. Beep, beep, <laughs> We were beep. on the side of a highway. Hey, did you notice my energy level got better as that interview it went on? It did. Why? What happened? Because we're talking trucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah that makes me feel better. Um, so it is kind of, you, you guys have all leaned towards off-roading. Yeah. Because you did a lot of off-roading well, it's an off-road on test, right? It it's an off-road make. test, right? So tr truck trend is a little more uh, well-rounded. Four-wheeler of the year is more about off-road packages. Sure, right. It says it in the name. So for the, the truck trend, interesting. So should guys who live in, in places where there really isn't any off-roading or they just personally don't bother with any off-roading, they don't really need to pay attention to this? Or... Whereas, where, wait, whereas the truck of the year from truck trend is more their speed well the truck of the year from truck trend is is more the model lineup and the one from four wheelers specific to the off-road package so okay. the so the brand truck will win on truck trend but the off-road package truck will win on four wheeler the other thing is you can think about maybe you don't go off-road but maybe you have snow in your driveway and you like the locker maybe you want the better tires maybe you have higher ground clearance needs because you've got a rutted driveway um, maybe you like the better ride I mean everything is off-road to you isn't it the whole world <laughs> the the uh, the curbs at the mall the uh, right. the cross ditches in the city the uh, beach at night when nobody's there right so you know okay all right so I we'll, see that. We'll, we'll we'll tell you the uh, so we'll it's tell better you to be over equipped than yes. under equipped and i want to have uh, listeners either call in or uh, email us and tell you mean us, to the five-star hotline? The five-star hotline. 657-205-6105? That's the one. All right. And call in, and I'm, I'm curious. After hearing this, guess the winner, and we'll tell you if you're right next uh, episode. Hmm. 657-205-6105, or, or email us. truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. I've got one more clip for you, because you always like the, the, the backstory of things, or something interesting that happened along the way. I do, yes. There is a clip in there called Camper One. Because on the last show, was it the last show that we, no, it was two shows ago yes. we discovered this gem. Yeah, buddy! Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what you got next, Holman? All right, so you always like hearing uh, fun stories. So I do. Um, why don't you play that one that I, uh, I pointed out to you, because... Um, Hmm, this is a good one. Is this going to make you look bad? Because you know I love that. Nope, nope. Makes us look like heroes, which is why I love what? it. Yeah, just go ahead. I don't want to be a hero. Yeah, I oh, okay, here we go. All right, so this is Holman, and uh, we're out on four-wheeler of the year right now up uh, in the Owens Valley on a trail called Cerro Gordo. And uh, we came across a, uh, a fellow wheeler who isn't having a great day. <laughs> <laughs> so who am I talking to? So, hey, I'm Neil Calder. Nice to meet you. Hey. <laughs> you saw us coming up. We've got you know something like uh, almost quarter million dollars worth of uh, new trucks and SUVs, and you've been up here a little ways. And uh... this guy is stranded, or what? Like, what's happening here? Set the scene. Okay, so uh, there's a guy, Neil, who is a Scot, mm -hmm. who lives in Okinawa. Oh, who what? Just retired. Okay, and decided to buy a Tacoma and a slide-in camper, and tour the United States for four weeks, looking at birds. A Scot. Living in Okinawa, touring the U.S. Uh -huh. to look at birds. And I ran up, which is why I'm out of breath, I ran up to catch him, 
He was driving on Cerro Gordo, drove up the hill, and his turnbuckles that hold in his sliding camper, one of them straightened out, yeah. and the vibration shook <gasps> loose, Oh no! slid right out of the back of his truck. Oh, no. So now he has a 1,000-pound camper laying in the middle of the trail. He's trying to turn his truck around, almost gets it stuck. He's 20 miles from a road thinking, I'm screwed. Because he can't do it himself. Goes walking down the trail just to survey the scene. And he sees five hundred and twelve thousand dollars worth of brand new trucks and twelve <laughs> off-road experts. So no, <laughs> so that's what? the scene. Yeah, okay. yeah. And you've been up here a little ways, and uh, you must have said, "Oh, thank God." That's right. So, <laughs> just to put this in some kind of context, that this is the middle of nowhere. You know, where, quite literally. Yeah, high up in the desert, looking across <laughs> to the backside of the Sierras here. And so I came up here with. Uh, uh, Tacoma. Yeah, you got a uh, you got a regular cab, yeah. Tacoma four x four with the uh, short box, six foot bed. That's right. I like really compact trucks. You know, I like to have the uh, agility, maneuverability. But it didn't work out today <laughs> because coming up this uh, track, which is a pretty difficult track, you know, I was uh, heading uphill and I stopped to look uh, to see what was ahead of me. Turned around and saw that the four wheel camper, which was on the back of my truck. What was on the back of your truck? Was it's, on the back. it's now laying in the middle of the trail. So, for anybody who's thinking about a, a slide in off road four wheel drive camper, sits in the bed. Um, I guess his turnbuckle uh, failed and slid right out the back of his truck, is now sitting in the middle oh, of the trail. You got it. What is amazing, I didn't even notice it coming off. <laughs> I was concentrating so much on the driving. What is something like that weigh? A thousand pounds. So the base weight of his camper was about 812, and then he had stuff in it, plus he had some options. And we You got your bed, your pots and pans. And everything. And so we priced it out, too, and it's about a $12,000 camper. Like, they're not inexpensive. And uh, that's a lot of money sitting on the trail. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that I uh, looked at my truck and thought, there's something different here. And sure enough, the camper had slid off. So things were bad, you know. <laughs> How can I get it out of here? How could he have not noticed? I just, I... How would you not notice? Well, what the what? He noticed eventually. Yeah, well, <laughs> truck with a crane up here. Probably not. I walk down the hill and meet you guys. <laughs> all, all twelve of us are like, "Hey, wh what's going on?" <laughs> twelve guys with a million dollars worth of new four-wheel dive trucks, which I must say, I'm very impressed to see all these trucks making it up here. Well, we're, we're glad to put them to good use and help you out. So yeah. uh, you tried turning around, got the uh, got the Tacoma stuck in some rocks off the side of the road. So we yeah. just pulled it out with a uh, 2019 Jeep uh, Wrangler JL four-door. And uh, we're going to head up the hill here, and uh, I think all of us are going to try and get that camper loaded back in your uh, in your yeah. truck. So I hope you guys got muscle, because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all had our Wheaties this morning. Oh, good. So I have to say that I live in Japan, you know? I've come from Japan. That is not a Japanese accent. No, no. Originally, I'm from Scotland, but I've been working in Japan for the last nine years. Okay. So what, all right. This is not Japan or Scotland. What brought you over to the States uh, for your adventure here? Well, so I did spend uh, about eight years in the States okay. and just loved it. I had a Range Rover and used to drive around all this back country in oh, this yeah. Range Rover and got the bug for off-roading okay. uh, uh, here in the States. America is just an amazing country. So huge, you know, you can't do this in other countries. How did you not just go, how did you not see the camper coming off your freaking truck? Because I'm not you. Because he already explained it, didn't you? He said, I was concentrating so hard. I mean, he's on a difficult section of trail. Yeah. And he was concentrating so hard that he didn't wasn't worried about what was behind How him. How far up the trail did he get when it was when it fell off? He's like 100 yards? Yeah. I All of a sudden, his truck is handling a lot better? Yeah, well, what they, the? Come they on. We're going very, uh, very low speed. Ask the so. right questions. <laughs> Looks like we're about ready to load your camper up and then hopefully get you on your way. And I, I think your day just got a little bit better. Right. Well, I can't thank you guys enough. I mean, we're not there yet. We haven't fixed it. 
But if this turns out, it'll be the luckiest day of my life. So You're living right, my friend, and hopefully we'll get it back uh, together and, and we'll get you back on the road and uh, everybody gets down the trail and uh, having a good day. I'll have half a bottle of whiskey, which is my <laughs> native drink. <laughs> but not scotch. Oh, yeah, scotch. Okay. Uh, there isn't any other. Well, uh, I was going to say, so what, what uh, you know, we have to ask, since yeah. you're from Scotland, what's, uh, what's, the, uh, what's the best? Okay, so I come from Isla. Okay. Isla is... So See, that's a good right question. So that was good. Yes. See? All right, right. Okay. High five on do that. I re- do I recover on yeah, that one? Yeah, high five. Okay. Total recovery okay. right there. Oh, all right. Good, all right. Good call. <laughs> okay. Isla is the most famous whiskey yes, area. Absolutely. Lagavulin, Lafroy, Bruchler, all these whiskeys I grew up with, you know. Uh, Wait, what did he just say? It doesn't matter. He's he just slurred Scottish. every word. He's, I, 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 <laughs> Listen, what? he's a subject matter expert in whiskey and scotch. I'm a subject matter expert in putting campers back on trucks on the trail. <laughs> it was beautiful. We yeah. traded knowledge and we all... Fantastic. Did he give you a sip afterwards? Oh, I wish. I wish. We were driving. We well, can't be drinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, good call. Yeah, of course. Most famous whiskey yes, area. Absolutely. Lagavulin, Lafroy, Bruchler. I hold these whiskeys. I grew up with, you know. Uh, but actually, the best whiskey is one called Springbank. Okay. And this is made in Campbellton, which is just across the water from Isla. Beautiful whiskey. Drink a lot of it. All right. Well, we I think we're all going to be drinking at the end of today. So nice to meet you. We'll get you on the road. And thanks okay. for chatting with us. Thanks, Amelia. <laughs> that is insane. And, you know, we've said this before when we've talked to Brits and things like yeah. that. And, of course, Aussies. Yeah. The uh, that accent adds what twenty five thirty IQ, IQ points? points. Absolutely, listen to what a gentleman he was too, and and uh, he has a he's bo- not he's stranded. He's like man, <laughs> I am so freaking just dropping yeah, up. Yeah, well, I appreciate Today. you stopping by, good yeah. sir. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, so, so he has a blog. It's quietripple.wordpress.com where he writes about the adventure from his point of view. And uh, and you find him on Instagram through my Instagram, at Sean P. Holman. It's but... weird that I saw Quiet Ripple in a, in a theater. <laughs> no, okay, no, <laughs> Never mind. All right. <laughs> all right, so we ended up getting it back in the camper. So all of us uh, got it back up in there. We, we but latched it down. But you don't have turnbuckles. So how you, you throw in a tie we, strap No, we it? did. We straightened them out in, a, in the hitch of a truck. We stuck the one that straightened out. We bent it back over on itself, and then we used toe straps on the back, and we were able to make it work. So uh, play part two, and that's that's the after. Mm. All right, Neil, so we did it. The the guys got you back on the road. Yeah, so that's just incredible. You know, what are the chances, what are the odds that in the middle of nowhere I meet 12 guys who are the world's greatest experts on (laughs) off-wheel driving? And they just heaved it on. They just muscled it on. The, the truck doesn't look any worse for the wear. we got to throw some uh, air back in your rear tires, and uh, we're, we're getting the turnbuckles on and putting it all back together. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you've got Christian Hazel here. You've got John Kappa here. You've got Ken Brubaker here. I mean, you're talking about the premier, uh, the premier experts in the uh, – you know, off-road magazine world. So it's uh, pretty fortuitous. You are living right, my friend. Right. Well, I think I'll go and buy a lotto ticket when I get away from it. <laughs> See I, if the luck keeps going. I don't know. You may have, you may have burned it all out on this, uh, uh, this little ditty. I guess. But again, you know, what I was expecting was trying to wake my way down to Lone Pine and probably get a helicopter to lift it <laughs> and just throw it on the side of the road. You know, yeah, I didn't right. think we'd ever get it back on. And here it is. Well, there we go. So, what can I say? This guy was not anticipating. No. A full-blown interview. No. Sit down, right? If you had a coffee table and two like armchairs, you're like, would you want to sit down I, and like I have honestly, a full-on conversation? I want to call him back in a month when his travels are over and like see like what other adventures he Did had. Did you get his number? Yeah, I've got his information. And you know what's funny about it is is he was talking about how he's has all these mishaps always keep happening to him. 
And every he single... needs to stop going off road. No, no, just in life. Like all these things happen, and magically there's an angel on his shoulder, and it gets solved. And he's like, "I just my girlfriend will never believe that this happened to me again." I'm like, "Again?" So the guy's like, "Mr. Magoo, he's he's living right, just you know, going down the road. Things are collapsing behind <laughs> him." <laughs> what the? So so Neil, but uh, just what a nice, gracious uh, gentleman, and following his blog and stuff, it's it, it's awesome. So hmm, well, yeah, buddy. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, well, people are appreciative right now. They can, oh, you guys did, oh, oh you did a nice you, thing. Uh, I just want to try that scotch. They're happy. Listen to that. Yeah. No, it, it, a lot of people them. are proud of you. Lifting Thank that you. thing on, saving that guy. Absolutely. <laughs> Wait, it's not done yet. What? Why is it done? Why is it done? <laughs> oh, you want the rest no, of it? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Holman, um... There's a pretty lady standing behind you in the doorway. What? I'm not joking. Should I look over my left in shoulder? The red, in or the, my right? Your left shoulder? The, your left shoulder? In the oh, red Nissan shirt. I know who that is. Okay. Do you want to introduce her? Uh, that's Wendy Orthman from Nissan. Okay. Our presenting sponsor. What does she have in her hand? We- Wendy. Okay. Sit, sit down. Tr- put on the headphones. Yes. All right. Your microphone here. Okay. Okay. Can you hear everything all right? I can. Why are you carrying what appears to be some type of a detonation device and a giant <laughs> case that says a vault on the outside. It looks like a Pelican case, mm-hmm. but it has a sticker on it, and I've, I'm familiar with that sticker. Does it look familiar to you, Sean? You sh- you've it, seen it, this before. I actually have nightmares about the sticker <laughs> because so, I'm afraid of what's to come because I know what's happened before. Okay, so hold on a second. I also recognize this sticker right here, Holiday Fruitcake. Yes. And I, this harkens back to a story that you told me a few episodes ago uh-huh. about a Nissan stunt. Yes. Right? And you are looking at the stuntess right here. You're the one that... Okay, so l- let's go back in time. Okay. Wait, wait. Before you do that, here. Oh! Oh, is it going to get all blurry <laughs> yes, in here now? Blurry. Okay. Let's, let's, what did Nissan do when they were unveiling their five-year, 100,000-mile warranty? Okay, so you'll remember back in 2016 when the Nissan Titan and, and XD launched, they, uh, they announced a five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. If you listen to this program, our podcast, you're very familiar with it because we talk about it all the time. So what Nissan wanted to do is send all the journalists a fruitcake okay. for Christmas. Right? That right. sounds normal. Uh, I believe they actually bought out the entire Franklin, Tennessee Costco. And uh, of all the fruitcakes, they slapped these stickers on them. They sent them out to each of their journalist friends with a little note that said something like, the only thing that will outlast our warranty is <laughs> a fruitcake. And did it go over well, Wendy? It went over very well. <laughs> we actually even had a few write-ups about it because it was so well received. And really the million-dollar question for me is, will the fruitcake actually outlast the warranty? Because at this point, we kept two fruitcakes from this stunt a few three years ago. So we are at the halfway point. I know your warranty is still good for two more years. The right? question <laughs> is the fruitcake. <laughs> Oh, uh, so, so interesting. I, so you have the fruitcake, a fruitcake, one of the original yes. fruitcakes in this. Why are you carrying it around like it's in a... Because <laughs> like this the, is precious cargo. We only kept two that are actually original fruitcakes. Uh, and I will tell you, about <laughs> a year into one of them, I consumed it. Wait, what? So our friend Brent Hagen from yeah. Nissan, uh, he's been on the show a number of times. He and I went duck hunting. 
Okay. And when you go duck hunting, you uh, usually, in fact, Wendy's husband was with us. It's true. <laughs> uh, you usually uh, tend to lubricate with libations, let's say. Yes. And you were some, drunk? And some, no, I was lubricated. <laughs> okay. And um, somebody, <clears throat> Brent Hagen, had said, hey, I brought one of Wendy's fruitcakes. And we all looked at each other and said, well, we have to eat it. Yeah, of course you do. We had to. And it's, you know, it's it's a little bit expired, but so what, right? It was... You got to be part of the magic. We chewed it, looked at each other, and then we moved on to other things. Okay. So, what's, so it was a year old at that point. Uh, around that. Okay. So now we're three years into it, and this damn fruitcake is still <laughs> haunting me. <laughs> Except now it's in a pelican case. Yes. But open so it up. We, we flew it all the way from Nashville to see you. Oh, in fact, goodness. we learned a lot about flying with fruitcakes. What... <laughs> What? What do you mean? By the way, that should they be a hashtag or a t-shirt. Flying with fruitcake. Yeah. That's what you're doing yeah. right now. By yeah. the way, you're flying with fruitcake. And this was a carry-on, right? Uh, yes. And what we've discovered, um, our friends at TSA really don't like fruitcakes because they have the same density apparently as C4. <laughs> <laughs> so wait. So you have a fruitcake in your pelican case. And you're carrying it like it is C4. So so did our friend David Page? Was he? Yeah. My friend David Page <laughs> is the one who actually carried it, and he had some lovely and up close and personal experiences with our TSA. Say compadres was it, over in the was it open hands on the padding? <laughs> was there any cupping? <laughs> okay. Um, I want to see if you open up the box, is there music? Do lights come out of it? Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. Here it goes. I'm ready. Here it I'm ready. Here it goes. <laughs> it's awesome. It is encased in foam. And perfectly wait, wait. preserved. Oh my God! Look, Look, at it. Who, Look at it. Who did this? It looks like it's a different color. Who now? did this whole thing right here? <laughs> like what is like? There's someone layers. spent a lot of time and energy you know, on this case. Wait, I have to. I have to hold. Oh my! Right. It's so, so it has been heavy. temperature controlled in my office for three years, but not oh. refrigerated. Was it behind under your desk, so, like you had forgotten about <laughs> it, or what? <laughs> no, I had it on a shelf. Can I? Uh, can I read this? Please. It says holiday fruitcake. The one food that might last longer than the 2017 Nissan Titan's industry-leading five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And it says recent Titan buyers will be covered until December 2021. We can't guarantee the fruitcake. <laughs> okay, I have an idea. I have an idea. There's a friend of mine yeah? who is a Nissan Titan ambassador. He happens to be a celebrity chef, and he's been seen on... Uh, oh, he's beat Bobby Flay. Okay. And he's been seen on the Food Network, and, and we should call... Celebrity chef Corey Barr, and find out. Don't even say if we're going to eat that. Really, you're not going to suggest that we eat that. You, you we, think I flew it from Nashville here <laughs> just to look at it? Well, I'm pretty, <laughs> are we going to do this? I'm pretty sure. Uh, myself up. I'm pretty sure our presenting sponsor is uh, <laughs> shaming us or guilting us into eating holiday fruitcake. You didn't really. But you, hold on a second. Two things. You didn't, Wendy. You didn't fly out here so we could see and eat this, right? You didn't really do that. Well, yeah, kind of. She, liter she literally flew in this afternoon. I came to see you guys because you're my favorite podcast. And, and you were complaining earlier about being hungry. I'm just saying. You, <laughs> I was. <laughs> beggars can't be choosers, my friend. So what What makes him an expert on, on food expiration? I mean, he's a chef. He's more of an expert than you or, you and I, right? Yeah, so, okay. All right. Hmm. Hello? Hey, it's uh, Lightning and Holman from the Chuck Show podcast. What's happening? What's going on, <laughs> chef? What, what's happening? How are y'all? We are great, but we're in a little bit of a pickle because we, we're we thinking about eating a, a two-year-old. Wait, is it two or three-year-old? How old is it again? Uh, it's, it's, I think it's a three-year-old three fruitcake, fruitcake from Nissan. And, and, and we're, we're concerned that we may yeah. die. So here's the deal, Chef. We 
are not experts in uh, in food. Uh, I mean, we are experts in eating food. We right. didn't get these bodies by not being experts in eating food. But you are the most uh, expert-filled food person I know. The being most expert-filled yes. food person. Um, What's and, wrong with you? And, uh, Is that a real thing? Do I get a, do I get a <laughs> That's on your business card for your your new uh, your new restaurant parish in Louisiana. <laughs> that's it. You know, that's I it. think well, if uh, if this goes well, Corey should have these fruitcakes as dessert at his restaurant. Expired food <laughs> at his restaurant. We well, haven't determined if I, it's expired. Yet. I'm in the business of selling food, not cellaring food. You know, <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Chef, what is the shelf life of a fruitcake? Well, you know, uh, according to uh, to some people... Oh, wait. Don't, don't, wait, 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 wait. Don't answer yet. <laughs> okay, okay. What, what are we looking at here? Are we, are we, are we going to get ill? I, I think you're going to be fine. As long as it was stored in an airtight container... They say that a fruitcake can last up to 25 years. No way. Uh, no, wait, no, wait. But what no. lasts more, a twinkie no. or a fruitcake? No, no. <laughs> Wrong answer, 25 years. I'm, my ass. So Wendy I'm, paid I'm Corey saying. to come up with that. No, 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 no. Look, look it up, man. They're saying that, you know, me, truthfully, I think like most things, fruitcake tastes better soaked in bourbon. Uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, as long as you keep it in an airtight container, Fruitcake can last up to a quarter century. That's the truth. All right, Chef. So I have a question for you. I'm now holding the fruitcake in my hand. I'm spinning it around, and I just discovered something that I missed earlier, mm. and that is the date of 1225 <laughs> on the side of the fruitcake, yet there's no year. Oh, well, maybe no. that means 12 of 25. <laughs> it does not 12 mean. of 25. No, December. it does not mean 12 of 25. There's no There's date. No that way. has to be the date. That was December 25th. Absolutely. No, 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 no. I would think that would be the uh, the the best consumed by date. I mean, who doesn't just want to wake up on Christmas morning and uh, eat a big slice of fruitcake? Uh, me? <laughs> the whole world? No one eats okay. that crap. Wait, can Come I, on. can, while I have you on the phone, I, I have to, could you say, I know this isn't, this isn't fruitcake related. Well, it, may, it might kind of be. I need you to settle a dispute with my wife and I. She throws oh, everything God. out be, when it says best if used by, where my logic is, well, if it's a little bit worse than that but not expired, it's good. So so what's the real deal with best and expired Liz, by? Holman, uh, Holman and I are very right. similar. Holman and I, if unless the pizza is walking across the floor, <laughs> yes. we will eat it. Sure. In some cases, we'll chase it and, down. And, and we just had a conversation. Our wives are exactly the same where they throw out half of the refrigerator, and we're like, that's all good. By the way, if you scrape off the top of the guacamole, it's, it's still green. Yeah, so, right? so can you settle that for us? That mold on top acts like a, uh, like a hermetic seal. It keeps it from <laughs> decomposing any further. Right. <laughs> For me, it really comes down to using your senses. Your sense of sight, your sense of smell, and your sense of taste. If it doesn't smell good, chances are it's not. If it doesn't look good, same thing. And certainly if it doesn't taste good, throw it out. But those things I really rely on more than a date. You want to pay attention to what your body's telling you about the food. Do we do we pop this thing my, open my, with my, Chef on the phone? My body is telling me in advance it's not good. You know what I mean? I'm having these weird... You know when you get that lemony flavor you coming up at the back of your throat? The warranty on a Nissan Titan lasts as long, if not longer, than this fruitcake. I I am saying that. I think um, I am saying. Oh, he, Holman just took the top off. It's not hermetically sealed anymore, Chef. It's not. It was never hermetically sealed. Look at those. Did it start decaying immediately? Is it like cr- like? No, it's like, not you know, even moving. No, like, hold- it's just like decaying and drying hold out. Hold on. Oh, is it hard? Rock hard. Oh, that shit, but sticky. <laughs> it is. It's hard. You know, yeah, another sticky. scientific fact. I got another scientific fact for you. 
that the density of mahogany and the density of the, of the average fruitcake is one to one. It's just as dense as my dining room table. We also found out it's the same density as C4, <laughs> thanks to the uh, TSA uh, learning and, experience and today. If, and if we eat it, we're the densest in the room. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. I guess what we really need to know, Chef, is what should Wendy have to pay us <laughs> in order for us to consume this fruitcake, or do you think we really are safe? I think you're. I think you're really safe. I, I do, and I want to. I want to figure out a way for us to uh, get together at some point and maybe have a fruitcake cook-off. So we had this thing. We, it was on a previous episode, the Titan Meetup, uh, a while back. Yeah. And uh, and I I personally make a a pretty damn good Dr Pepper barbecue sauce, which Chef told me if I bottled it, I could make money. He was that impressed. However, I lost on the brisket, and uh, Chef, we've never really, we've never really uh, oh, debriefed God. after this. <laughs> debriefed. <laughs> what what happened? How did why why did I lose? And and are you really an expert? If you don't trust my my brisket, I'm going to trust your uh, fruitcake expertise. <laughs> Look, I trust your brisket. I thought you did an excellent job, um, and I I certainly appreciated the level of like execution. I mean, there was multiple preparations on the plate. I thought on my scorecard. That yours was the winning dish. Ooh, oh, you know? okay. hold, hold on here because unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, I'm not the only judge. Oh, wait, we, I'm sorry, we can't hear you. All I heard was yours was the winning one. In my opinion, I thought your brisket was superior. Oh, I, I did have chopped, sliced, and burnt ends. Nobody else made burnt ends, so I, I actually made meat candy for for chef here. Does that mean that I can go a, a, on in life? Because the only reason I participated in that was because I wanted to be able to tell people I have an award-winning brisket. Can you give me the the license to uh, to to claim that? Look, I would eat that brisket seven days a week. So I, I think it's one of the better ones I've ever eaten, and certainly in the constraint in the time constraints. And using all the new equipment and being in a new and crazy environment, executing that well, man, you can you can hold your chin up for sure. I'd put that a brisket against anybody. You're just trying to butter him up so you can convince him and I to eat this disgusting-looking... No, um, no, but it's working because... Cylindrical, it's non, like, non-cake-like thing. What it's, is happening It's shaped here? like a donut. It's got a hole in the middle. <laughs> oh, Wendy is peeling you back the bandage. It's you know, a fruitcake bandage. The hole in the middle is you need to fill that up with rum or bourbon and let it all soak in well, there. Well, now you tell me because I didn't bring rum or bourbon. Rum or yeah. bourbon would have killed the, uh, the any bacteria that's still <laughs> harvesting exactly. in here. It's an uh, antiseptic. Do so we preload with the rum and bourbon? That way it kills anything in our tract already and then exactly. chase her? Now Wh- you got it. Wendy, did you bring any drinks? <laughs> Any cocktails? I, I did not bring cocktails, but I did find some uh, some plates and some forks and knives. Okay. <laughs> it's so sticky. That's what she said. Oh, so I it's, uh, I don't know. It's what's okay. I understand that there's red candied cherries. Mm-hmm. I understand there's walnuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand yeah. that there are potentially green candied cherries. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's odd. There are, yeah. Okay, but what's the yellow sticky thing? That's what she said. <laughs> what is that? Pineapple. Uh, yes, oh, it does look like pineapple. pineapple. What? Where? Yes, right right here. What's, what's pineapple? Back when right these there. things became like, you know, a fruitcake Hold on. sign of hold wealth. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Pineapple <laughs> is see-through. Pineapple has never been translucent. <laughs> it's translucent. You know what it looks like? It looks like somebody made a stained glass cake. <laughs> it is. That's what it is. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Because it's the holidays and Christmas, yeah. Wendy pulled this out of a church window. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, chef, can you can you tell us the history of fruitcake? Do you know anything about are you why trying this is to here? De- are you trying to delay yes. the inevitable is here? It, is it coming through All that right, way? So real quick, it's one of those legacy things left over from our old empire days, our occupation of the British. You know, a fruitcake is what the British typically use as a wedding cake or a sign of wealth. So, you know, when we became, you know, this independent country, we kind of followed in their traditions and, and gave fruitcakes as a shine of as a sign of our wealth to others. And then, um, you know, because fruit back then was extremely expensive. Um, they had to find ways to preserve it. So they did it in sugar syrups. And that's why you have all this crazy looking translucent sugary fruit <laughs> that doesn't look like anything any living being should consume you know but uh did you hear what he said yeah. no living beings should consume <laughs> well you know what just as you're as you're talking right now that way. as you're giving us a history lesson on fruitcakes a nut over here it on just the fell off no 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 it didn't fall off it jumped for its life <laughs> <laughs> it's like i'm finally free out of the hermetic seal uh what, what i'm seeing here uh as i'm looking i my gaze is upon the fruitcake here on our uh, podcast studio what i'm seeing is um i feel like royalty I absolutely yeah, do. Should. No, no. I feel like the court jester <laughs> that we have to eat the poison before the king gets it. But she sponsored the podcast. <laughs> I, I listen. I would. I'm Is not it, sure. Follow the money. Follow the money with the fork, baby. <laughs> follow the money with the fork. Oh. You're no longer allowed as a guest on our show, my friend. Oh. It's so, um. We all need to get together and 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 cook again soon. I think we got something in the works. Hopefully that'll happen. That'll be something that could bring us all closer together if you survive this fruitcake episode, oh. which I have all the confidence in the world you're going to survive. Is it now called the fruitcake episode? I think it actually is the fruitcake episode. <laughs> and uh, and Chef, I look forward to uh, being able to cook with you again. That was uh, that was a highlight of my uh, my culinary existence. Um, I, I consider myself a, a foodie and pretty decent in the kitchen. Just because you're fat does not make you a foodie. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how I got fat, though, by right. sampling a lot of food. So I feel like I have then a Then we have a a th- there are tens of thousands of, of okay, chefs listen, around the country. I cook next to the guy who beat Bobby Flay. So? That is true. He was on Beat Bobby Flay, and he you, beat Bobby Flay. But you said you cooked next to him. Well, he ate my food. He was a judge. I couldn't cook with him. Yeah, I, 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 I consumed his food. He probably got some, you know, some talent through osmosis or something like that. <laughs> Maybe he sprinkles his salt a little differently. I don't know, but I, yeah. I could, I could, I can tell you this. I want to know how this fruitcake tastes. <sighs> Is it time? Are, are we gonna, are we gonna try it? I gotta find a knife. I think I only have a utility knife. Do you, do you have a chisel? <laughs> we, I, we're gonna need some kind of a putty knife or a chainsaw. <laughs> I have a Office Depot stainless steel scissors. Yeah. And okay, I have a well, hold on. Wendy, carpet knife. Wendy just gave us very feeble-looking plastic sporks, <laughs> and I have a oh, feeling this is—it's <laughs> going. To, I'm, oh. I'm trying to stab I mean, it right yeah, now. It's not make, working. Those cherries kind of indent a little. I'm look actually pretty impressed. Look at look at how they they're move. malleable. They're malleable for being three years they, old. They are not malleable. Look, <laughs> look at these Look things. at my fork is bending <laughs> on the walnut. It's a you walnut. can't see this. My fork is getting well, a but even look at this. Oh, wait! The pineapple. It has my fork. I can't pull it out. It's ingesting my fork. Hold on a second. Wait. <laughs> Look, I'm dragging. I'm dragging the fruitcake around. Oh no! A big oh, chunk just on, came off. Right, hold on. Hold on. What is? What was this green thing? Before? Uh, that's a cherry. That's not a cherry. Yes, it, it is. Why it is, is it green? Inexplicable green cherries. Look, it's yeah. coming off. No, oh, that's not good enough. You no. have to have the same Shh. bite I do. This is snot. <laughs> it's not snot. <laughs> are we? Are we doing this? No, you need to have the same bite I do. All right. 
You I, need, I, this is, I need to cut it. It's like two kids. <laughs> do better. I'm like taking the bite unless you take the bite, dude. <laughs> okay, hold on. I got to uh, And you to... better not screw me. You better take a <laughs> full right, bite. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm using scissors. The backside of... Oh, stainless oh, steel slit scissors. I can't cut this. <laughs> you know, you'll cut through your hand with those scissors way easier I'm, than the I'm fruit I'm relatively cake. a strong person, and this is... Look at this. This is taking force to get so through this. there is oh, actually wait. cake under all those. Where? I didn't, get, I didn't get any cake. Which fruitcake factory did that come from? Uh, they're fruitcake factories? <laughs> oh, there are. There, there's two leading fruitcake factories. One is located in Georgia, and I believe the other was in did Corsicana, just... Texas. So, wait, wait, here's what's happening here. Uh, granted, I, I'm using... I'm I'm using uh, I've I've opened up a, a pair of scissors and uh -huh. I'm using the blade right uh -huh. like you'd open up a box because you can't find your box yeah. cutter and and as I as Here, as I, cut, I have a box cutter all right let me use the box cutter no, I, hold on you use the scissors I'm gonna okay. cut with the box you got a utility knife yeah okay well that one went right oh, through I, it yeah I found I found cake because there is cake under that as yeah. I cut this. It fills in behind the... Yeah, like the shark's teeth. It loses the tooth. Yeah. It's like it lost a cherry, and another cherry came from nowhere. <laughs> all right, it's, hold on. Wait, right, hold on. Well, hold on. Are we gonna, I'm going to do this chunk here. Okay. All right? All right. Um, and, and, and you're going to do that that piece there. Okay. okay. Hold on. Okay. Just wait. Let me let me put it on my spork here. No, you need to get... That's how big your piece needs to be. You need to, I'm, I'm, this is a pretty good size. Okay, it needs to be one, well, one I, mouthful. I mashed it together like a kid does with cookie dough. Yes. Right? <laughs> Okay, it did, but on. you didn't need to mash it together because it's stuck. I've got arm hair in it already. I think it pulled off a fingernail. <laughs> that's not arm. That's not arm hair. <laughs> is it? Is it growing a brain? You, there was that news story last week where there, I don't know, some organ was growing a brain or something. I feel it started with fruitcake. I don't know, but I don't want to look at this thing until okay. it starts moving. All right, it just found another piece uh, jumped okay, off. Okay. okay, all right. Here, 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 here we go. All right. Wait, count of three. Uh, all right, one. Come on, really? Two. Okay. Three. I don't think those are tears. I think my body's rejecting it. It's so gross. I, when I was a kid, I ate paste. This is way worse than paste. What do you mean? You don't feel royal or anything oh like that? You don't... This is so solid. This is... It's gone almost like... It's like glue. It's like glue and cherries. I can't get off my teeth with my tongue. <laughs> it's like when you have those markers that smell, that smell like fruit. The going to send y'all some hate mail. No. Oh, my God. No, you know what this is? It's horrible. What? There's a piece <laughs> dropped in my jaw. <laughs> Hold on. Oh. Hold on. What does that taste like? I've tasted it before, but you I don't know. It's like what it is? familiar and foreign at the same time. This is um, this is that uh, cherry-flavored chapstick. <laughs> Cherry flavored oh, chapstick sure. with oh. the same consistency. Oh my god. Oh. No. Oh. This is why they don't make Elmer's glue and flavors. <laughs> Here's the thing the nut didn't crunch. I no. My teeth just sink into it. This is so gross. Why do we do that? Wait, does that mean Wendy's coming back in three more years? No. Oh. Oh, oh my god. god. I don't even know.
I have tears in my uh, eyes. I got it down. <laughs> I got it down too, except it's stuck in my teeth. Uh, it's that's stuck what in my. She said. <laughs> it's stuck in my palate. Yeah. I think it's stuck in my ears. Mm. Just you know. So later describe tonight. the flavor. Okay. I'm going to use my best culinary knowledge uh, of watching lots of food TV programs. It's tacky. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sticky. Mm-hmm. It sort of um, attacks the palate with a disgusting mix of uh, sickly sweetness uh-huh. and um, age. Um, I know, like, like if you were to age a side of beef, um, this isn't like that at all. Not at all. Um, Not even it's, close. It's <laughs> like the, uh, the, the, the syrupy cherries and walnuts have been glued together with not cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what to call it. It's like fruit, not cake. Um, I think that's why I'm tearing up because my saliva glands don't make enough saliva to get Damn. it down. So my eyes are actually tearing up into my mouth in order to help it go, come down. Um, yeah. It's walnut Yeah. How you doing over there? So that, so that, so that happened. So that, so that, Damn. so that happened. There was a trend that went down. We look back, now we frown. So that happened. Yeah, so that happened. Uh, Seriously, you know, I have um, tears. It got to the point where it was stuck, and the tears assisted the saliva in getting it down. But now I feel like I have, uh, you know, like if you were a dog and you like pine cones and you ate the pine cone without chewing it? Yeah. I imagine yeah. that feels like this. Give it six hours. It's not, <laughs> see what it's not the, um, it wasn't the taste so much. No, it was the it, taste. It, for me, it was the consistency. That no, was horrid. <laughs> but don't you have like it was in the... like eating, um, yeah, strawberry flavored epoxy. <laughs> you, know you know what? Okay, yeah. you know like when you have a cold uh-huh. and you have you sleep at night, you have like that nasal drip, and it makes the back of your throat raw. It's like the Jolly Green That's Giant. What I have Jolly Green Giant threw up into my mouth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't taste the beans. No, no, no. Mm. I was. Um... It's maybe it's because everything turned green and it's. I, I... well. <clears throat> You know they use the Egyptian like mummification process in order to preserve these things, right? Oh, is so that why we had to unwrap it? Yeah, you know. I, I feel like putting it in my lawn to see if it keeps the weeds away for the next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, chef! Well, if you put one on your if you put one on your front lawn, you're not going to get any visitors all year long. Gonna and you know what's funny? I, it would look the same next Christmas. Gonna... I, I don't want any yeah. visitors, chef. I, I because I'm ashamed of myself now. <laughs> <sighs> Hey, thanks for nothing, Chef. Hey, um, it's been uh, it's been fun having you on the um, on the phone here, but I need to use the restroom. You mean on the, fr- on the, on the fruitcake podcast? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, the fruitcake podcast with uh, Lightning yeah. and Barfy. <laughs> hey, uh, you're awesome, and um, yeah, thanks for calling. Yeah, th- thanks, <laughs> hey, Chef. <laughs> hey, you guys have a great one. Thanks so much. I want to hear. Uh, I want to hear how it uh, ends up. Make sure everybody's alive tomorrow. Uh, right? I'll text you tomorrow, Chef. Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas, y'all. Have a great one. All right, thank buddy. you. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Now, hold on a second. Um, I, just, I need to go see what's in my teeth here. <laughs> hold on. I'll, just give me a second. I'll be right back. You, you guys just talk for a second. Yeah. Uh, I, why, did, why did we do that again? <laughs> so when you well, came, you, you The approached... question was, did the warranty last longer than the fruitcake? Oh, the warranty's way tastier than the fruitcake. <laughs> Um, Warranty's still good for two years, I'm just uh, saying. And we've established the fruitcake is not. Is that um, in your professional opinion? I, okay, it depends. I think it's I think it's edible. I, I, I think. Although, I couldn't chew it. 
So I felt like it went down in a too big of a piece. Thanks, Wendy, for stopping <laughs> by. Uh, episode number 45, the uh, old fruitcake episode. <laughs> this jingle's hard to beat right here. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Hotline. I guarantee you it's better than fruitcake. <laughs> Everything on the planet is better than fruitcake. Is that your new most hated food now? Mm, no. Really? Oysters. Oh, oysters yeah. and fruitcake right there, yeah. side by side. Together. Oh. I'm on that. Yeah. Oh. Got a gag reflex just happened. You're not, uh, you're like, but you're closer to like Mississippi where you're from, and you're not, there isn't like a lot of, a lot of seafood down there and stuff like that? Or? There are great oysters to be found in Nashville. I'm just not an oyster fan. Yeah. Fair Disgusting. enough. Fair enough. Snot, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just a... So it's it's right. not food. All right, let's try our, our, our first uh, five-star hotline message. Okay. on there or if you do play it anyways this is richard from southern california um those are my two kids that love the jingles for all the haters out there there's a seven and eight year old that absolutely love them thanks for the show and all the awesome content wow look at there that's pretty cool i think i'm gonna have to lift that the truck show truck show right. although we did have that uh the hannah. little tiny kid yeah hannah, hannah. yeah she, the little she bitty little... tiny voice truck show truck show we are going to have to use uh more beeps in our future knowing that we have kids listening yeah hey lightning and holman just found out y'all got the five star hotline uh this is eric from texas he so wanted to like be part of our did pause the podcast as soon as i heard this let you guys know no tractor no combine only driving the cotton picker tonight. Anyway, <laughs> keep up the good work, guys. I love a it. Combine, a combine. A combine, yeah. Yeah, remember we had asked for uh, I know, different we had, implements? We said, hey, if you've got... Okay, uh, we got a cotton picker, yeah. and we have a big rig. Okay. We still need a combine and a... Um, what was the other thing that we needed? We, I want to speak with a dude who is driving one of those trucks that pull jets on the uh, you know on the runway. Oh, cool. like, like a tug? Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. I mean, why not? Do you have any tug operators? Call Lightning us. Holman, this is Connor from Washington. You guys like the off-roading stuff. I really appreciate that, and I love that. I think you guys need to uh, talk a little bit more about the Pacific Northwest off-road terrain around there. Seems a little underappreciated. Uh, you know what? I think he's right. We had Ben Palmer from AV on. We did talk about the Pacific Northwest. But I, oh, we I do more. No, we didn't. We just barely touched yeah, on it. Yeah, it's awesome up there. Hey, Sean, it's Dad. How about <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. What? That sounds like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> the Truck Show. Featuring your hosts, Lightning and Emmy. What? Yeah. Oh, boo. Whoa. Boo. <laughs> oh, <buddy>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She would, too. Yes. Well, if I ever get injured and we need a fill-in, I'm sure she would uh, come on down and, and take my job. Yeah. She was great. What a fireball. Uh, always on the I don't and... think that we would get any words in edgewise if she were it in studio with would us. would be the Emmy the Emmy. Podcast. It would with be the Emmy. Emmy, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Emmy podcast. And now with more Emmy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, my name is Stefan Walter. I love the show. I'm trying to come. I tried convincing my dad to a Titan or a Frontier. He didn't buy it. But yet, my because we live in New York City. So yeah. And so she tried to convince her dad to buy a Titan. I love it. Or a Frontier. I love it. Um, leaving a message to say, I love the show. I tried calling you, you guys on the train, so in case you didn't 
so you guys can get a sense of what my horrible life in the city feels like. Oh. No, I'm not one of those city boys. I, I, I have a question for you. What would you guys think about, like, doing, like, sponsoring a truck at SEMA? Like, I was wondering if you guys are at, like, Daytona Truck Meet. Would you guys ever do that? I was just wondering if you guys would ever do that, like, sponsor a truck to have in your booth at the Daytona Truck Meet. Which sadly I cannot go to, but um, and yeah, love the show. Keep up the great work, and five stars. <laughs> um, love the jingle. Yeah, <laughs> she loves more. the jingles. Thank you. Uh, we will be at Daytona Truck Meet. I, well, I what think, about right? she's looking for us to sponsor a truck, but then she can't go. So I'm so confused. Maybe we should send her stickers. Uh, we can do that, but what and did she mean by? Call back, Jennifer? <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I mean, we have her number. Maybe we reach out to her in the next yeah, show or something and say, go. yeah. Talk to us. Oh, I felt bad for a second. She's like, ah, oh, it sucks in the city. Yeah, she's she on the train. Get, yeah. She wasn't driving a Titan. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Well, we love you, Jennifer. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? This is Peter from Northern California. And I was listening to the latest episode hearing... Uh, the guy from C-Pen talk, talk about his grandpa and his dad and all the trucks they had. So I just wanted to share a story about my dad and an old truck um, as I'm driving through southern North California Bay Area traffic in my 88 Bronco. So excuse any rattles that you hear. Nice. That's what happens when we I get like a little rattles. older. But, uh, so my dad was a contractor, and he was into muscle cars, which got me into muscle cars from the start. But he always had old trucks coming through for work. And one day, he says he's going to pick up a new truck. So... He comes home, and it pulls in the driveway, and I see this bright red, mid-70s Ford F-250, single cab, long bed, two-wheel drive, and he opens up the door, and I see that he is sitting on a bucket because it didn't have any seats in it when he went to bring it home. And one of my earlier memories working on cars with him in the driveway, he's doing something with the fender, leaning over, working on something under the hood, and I'm crawling under the truck, probably banging on stuff with a socket, and... He gets pissed at something, bangs on the side of the fender, and all this dirt from the inside between the two walls of the fender just falls right on my face. He said, I rolled out, covered in dust in my face, and he felt like the biggest jerk in the world, but I kept coming back. So that one kind of started me working in on cars, and I've got my own kind of fleet now, including the Bronco I'm driving. So just loved hearing those old memories from your guests and the stories behind everything they tell and how they got involved in the automotive industry. So keep up the great work, guys. Appreciate hearing it, and I'm looking forward to hear the next episode. Have a good one. Whoa, Peter. That was nice. That was awesome. Love hearing those stories from our listeners, too. Wow. Okay, so 657-205-6105. That's the five-star hotline. 657-205-6105. Leave us a story. Leave us a question. Leave us a memory. We love hearing from our listeners. He said rhinos in Australia. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh. <laughs> Love you guys. The humor is awesome. Five stars. <laughs> yes. I, I did say, uh, yeah. yeah. I asked if there were rhinos in Australia. <clears throat> that was still one of my favorite highlights of the entire year. Never so been far. to Australia. And um, I guess they don't have rhinos in Australia. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so. but, but I hear, Suck it, buddy. But I hear they have uh, dinosaurs. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> yeah. T-Rexes? Mm. That's the only place on Earth you can find a T-Rex? Well, now. here, here, here. All right. We are deeply sorry. No, there's no we. No, I mean, it's no, I, you. I'm sorry. You are sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, let's play one more. <laughs> Holman, there's a lot going on in the truck world, and there's a lot of new truckness. Can we get into it? 
Oh, do we have the time? Because, um... <laughs> What's yes. new in trucks? <laughs> we need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh! Oh, I was hoping oh. that Wendy, oh, yeah, and Wendy David, David would, would. They were like looking at us, like, "What's going on?" Yeah. I'm pointing at him, going, "You ready? It's your turn. It's your Hold turn." Hold on a second. Hold. This is. Uh, wait. Let me go back here. Here right, we go again. Right. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh! Oh! That was awesome. Please tell me you're recording in stereo. Yes. Killed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what you got? Oh, man. Well, uh, I think the big news is that Jeep finally revealed their uh, long-awaited Jeep Gladiator Hell pickup yeah, truck. Hell yeah, they did at the LA Auto Show. Yeah, that thing and was pretty awesome. we started the show by, and I was saying that I'm not traditionally a huge Jeep fan, but I will tell you that that is rad. It's it going to awesome. be, and I can see it on 40 so easy. Oh, yeah. And it's the first Jeep product that I've been, you know, like, I don't know, man. You had a moment, mm. didn't you? I did have a moment. Uh, so I talked to my friend Mark Allen, who's the uh, head of design for Jeep at the LA Auto Show. Sure so I've got did. a clip for you to play. However, uh, keep in mind, he was he was losing his voice from all of the, uh, the pre-show activities, so he's a little bit uh, raspy in this one, but I think he's got some good information for our listeners. This is Holman here at the uh, LA Convention Center in Los Angeles, California, and with me is actually a good friend of mine, uh, Mark Allen, an actual good friend of mine. He's shaking his head no, but uh, you can't see that. So uh. That's BS, by the way. You say that everyone's a good friend of yours. I just you like can't. having friends on the show. But you know. They're like acquaintances. No, I you actually You need to draw the line between friend and acquaintance. You're an acquaintance. Wendy's my friend. What a dick. <laughs> Mark uh, has a pretty special job in the world. He uh, oversees Jeep design, which is kind of, that's sort of, you're sort of a big deal. Laziest designers ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, seven slots and square that, uh, that quarter off, right? Yeah, 70, what, 77 years, same thing. <laughs> So, um, why are we here? We got a little bit of news today. Well, for 10 years or more now, we've been trying to, to uh, get a Jeep truck done, and today we're finally showing the all-new 19 Jeep Gladiator. Uh, solid, uh, new all-new chassis, rear suspension's different, uh, five-foot box. The wheelbase is about uh, 20 inches longer than the Unlimited, uh, plus another 10 inches of rear overhang. So, from an Unlimited to the Gladiator, 30 inches overall. We'll come standard with the, the gas V6, but we're also introducing the three-liter diesel later in the year. All the good stuff that we know about uh, our favorite Jeep <laughs> lands on this truck, too. So take the doors off, take the roof off. There's a soft top, which we're not showing here. We have soft top, hard top. The uh, press photos that had the top removed and the doors yeah. off, yeah. and you see the cage, freaking awesome. Yeah, we've got one right over here, yeah. Um, five, I don't know if I mentioned Five-foot box, six and a half with the, with the tailgate down. Uh, 7650 is the towing. Nobody expected us to, to uh, yeah, do yeah. that good. Holman? Yep. I'm not feeling good right now. <laughs> it's the fruitcake, isn't it? I'm not joking. What's your warranty like? I think you're expired on warranty. I, I can't help you. I'm saying that I'm seriously not feeling good. <laughs> How's your insurance? I feel like clammy. <laughs> uh, take like, a deep uh, I'm going to keep playing Soldier this through. tape, but I'm, through. All right, I'll keep going. By the way, I feel great. How do you feel great? I feel like I've got so much energy from all that sugar. I'm, 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 might take another bite. Oh, you're going for it. <laughs> don't even. Here it is. I just took the top off. Seriously. Have another bite. No, what is that? A cherry it's thing? A cherry. No, is that a hand. cherry? No, it's a rock. It's a marble. <laughs> I've seen it, it bounce. It bounced like one of those rubber Listen, balls. If I'm going to eat it, though, 
Are you going to eat the cake part? Is that cake part? What no, is that? It's pineapple. It's it's. There we go. Got to yeah, rotate right. it here. Uh, I'm going to break the desk. Oh, it's so <laughs> heavy. What do you think that thing weighs? Like four pounds. Felt like yeah. four pounds. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just it's, it's not sitting well with me. C four. Right. Oh, you got a pretty good bite there. Listen to the consistency when I chew. I know. It's, it's um. It's 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 like um. It's gnarly. It is gnarly. I told you it's like epoxy. <laughs> I know, but here's the problem. It's like two part epoxy right before uh, it hardens. Yeah, it's like putting both sides together. Saliva and the cake. Strawberry. I feel like. Oh. Mm, um. <laughs> oh God! Why did I do that? Um. Did you just then, see me shudder? Yeah. <laughs> Shuddered. Like all the way. No. <laughs> that was um, just so you guys know. I know our listeners can't see me. That was completely involuntary. <laughs> I, I shuddered as it went down, and now it's in my teeth. <sighs> I, I just you, you I don't know if I Wendy hasn't been able to breathe for an hour. <laughs> Wendy has red hair, and her face is the same color just, as her hair. Yes. Just as she's red. crying. Oh my god. Um, I'm going to be crying soon too. I think. <laughs> Let's just get through the show because I feel like um, mm-hmm. we, may, we may be on borrowed time right now. Corey's recommendation of alcohol to burn some of this off is not a bad idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So when I get home and drink bourbon uh, later, I'll just tell my wife, Corey told me to. Here's your wife. Sean, where are you? <laughs> uh, by the way, also your wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. All right, all right, all right. Keep, keep going, Mark. I, keep I'm going, sorry, Mark. guys. I, we got way off track. It was. It's an actual truck. It's not just a stretch Wrangler that has a bed on it. You guys actually redesigned the chassis and made sure that there's truck capability. So not only do you have truck capability, 4x4 standard, yep. 1,650 pounds of payload, but with that tow rating, you guys are actually best in class for 4x4 for uh, midsize pickup trucks now. Yes, because we're 4x4 only. Uh, another important note that you'll people will like, 35-inch tire will go on here without modifications, and we left room. The spare is an underslung spare, and there's room there to put a 35 as well. I feel like I need a spare stomach. Most of these won't make it from the dealership to the house without going to the tire store. Yeah, I I would be guilty of as charged if I were to pick one up for myself. It's weird that they know that everyone is going to modify this truck, Uh the the, the Jeep. They're not even—they're going to— they're going to take delivery at like four wheel parts. Well, what's you funny know? is most, like, most companies are like, it fits 32s. They're like, but that's what you have on it. That's all that. Fits. Jeep's like, yeah, we package protected for 35s. Screw it. We yeah, know. We wild. know you're going to do it anyway. GM won't warrant trucks that have an inch over on their, you know, on their tire size. You know what's interesting? And yet, here there are, they're like, yeah, mod it, go. Yeah. Jeep's attitude about that is the same attitude I'm having toward this fruitcake. I'm like, I'm this deep. Might as well <laughs> keep going. Keep going. <laughs> And the name, honestly, the name. Yeah, I was going to ask. Everybody thought it was Scrambler. That was sort of what was teased, and it ended up being Gladiator, which both names have a lot of uh, tradition and heritage within the halls of Jeep. Gladiator, so much cooler than Scrambler. Scrambler is something kind of lightweight and light duty. Yeah, like like a, I think of a Ducati Scrambler, you know, a, a lightweight motorcycle. I don't yeah, think of a truck Jeep. light. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, Brent Hagen needs a photo of the fruitcake just so he knows. Because you got to remember, the last time that I ate this fruitcake, when it was not this particular one, but when these fruitcakes, this series of fruitcakes mm-hmm. were only a year old, it was with Brent. And I feel like um, I need to mail this to him and he needs to share. In You're going to mail the whole fruitcake to him? I could bring it back to Nashville. Oh, sorry. I didn't have your mic up again. Just say it again. <laughs> you bring it back for Brent? I could bring it back to Nashville. He does sit not far, far from my office. I mean, I feel like he needs to feel the pain a little bit as well. Now, hold on a second. Wendy, this has been sitting in your office for years. Yes. Literally years. And yes. 
there hasn't been an occasion when other staffers like Brent have come by and like, yeah, I dare you to eat that. And you said, I dare you to eat that. And it's never happened. You're like, this is coveted and you just held on to it. And- I've had the occasional like meeting where suddenly someone starts like looking very puzzled off to my shoulder. And I'm like, what's going on? Are those fruitcakes in your office? You're like, why, yes, they are. They're very important fruitcakes. <laughs> they, they're they're prized possession. Would you yeah. consider us very important fruitcakes? You, you are my favorite fruitcakes. <laughs> it's why I'm here. Gladiator was really the, so Scrambler was a modified CJ. The Comanche was, was not a body on frame. We wanted to go back to the full full-size body-on-frame most rugged truck we had gladiator uh, actually I didn't know this we started doing some research I don't think it was ever badged gladiator there was oh a, really there was a tag uh, on the when you open the door and we would say gladiator of course in press materials and advertise it that way but I've never been able to find a gladiator badge uh, you know that that's funny and if you think about it even uh, JK Wrangler only said Wrangler with the stickers on the uh, on the fenders you guys have uh, it's funny jeep Kessler has a history of you know it's a jeep mm-hmm. it's all about the brand mm-hmm. and if you're in the know you know what that thing is you don't need to be told it's a jeep right what was the hardest thing in the transformation of a uh, jl which is the new wrangler uh, unlimited to making that um language and and whatever else goes into it stretching it the box to make it into a pickup truck uh it's managing the the length the wheelbase is, is extreme uh, and then the overhang felt along to us, managing that. We've done a lot of little tricks to, to do that because the, the rear wheel is right up behind the, the, the back seat. Right. You can't move the rear wheel any farther forward. On a, on a Wrangler, even though it's a stretched wheelbase on the truck, on a Wrangler, same sort of deal where the back seat and the, um, and the wheel are together. On the truck, it's probably a little bit different because of the, uh, the space between the bed and the closeout on the cab and makes you have enough right. leg room and all that. We'll see where the flare kind of invades into the cab, but I should mention, so the couple, we call it the front seat to the rear seat, is exactly the same as a four-door Wrangler. So we want it, we've got a very comfortable rear seat in, in a pickup truck. So it's back seat, tire, and then behind that is spare tire and hitch, and that it's it's like hydraulic. The length of it, you can't make it any shorter. By <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. And, yeah, the, the wheelbase is about, what, 138? 137, we're calling the wheelbase. Okay, and so that is uh, comparable to maybe the long beds of some other mid-size trucks or maybe a, a quad cab, short box on a full-size truck. The reason for that, I don't think people will understand, is because of the Wrangler architecture, that front axle is pushed correct, so far forward correct. from the A-pillar yep. because you need to clear the engine and still give that axle room to move. So you were already starting with a space issue yep. to balance out because of the chassis. That's how we get our fantastic approach angle yep. on it. Uh, a couple other notes. We kept the box. I, I'm not a fan of really high box sides. Uh, agreed. I kept the box side very, very low. Uh, a Rubicon, the, the highest uh, suspension we have, you can walk up to it. I'm 5'11", reach over, and put your palm flat on the floor. Yeah. Uh, you, what good's a cargo bed if you can't reach the cargo, right? right? The other benefit of that is keeping the top of the tailgate very low for off-road when you're trying to see out of the back of the truck is key. Uh, Rubicon of note has a full-length rock rail under the door, but more importantly, behind the wheel, there's a there's a spud uh, rock rail behind that. Yeah, I, I like that. It sort of breaks up that space a little bit. And hang the truck on a rock on that. That's key. Is it is that off the frame? Absolutely, absolutely. You can jack from that point. So this isn't like some of those uh, those prote- Um, Holman. Yep. I'm not feeling great. You're fine. Keep going. I'm seriously not feeling great. Uh, this is just, let's just wrap up this interview. Can we? Just keep going. Come on. Uh, tonneau cover is a factory option. We know a lot of people want that. It has a cool feature to it. 
call it the weekend warrior mode, but the, really the back six or eight inches of it flips open, stays tight, the rest of it you can slip uh, two by four in there or whatever. The tailgate drops about halfway, there's a cleat in there, so and then you put a piece of wood on the wheelhouses and you can haul four by eight sheet material. Um, a lot of smart little touches in there. Yeah, uh, lighting in there, spray and bed liner, solid tie downs, uh, cleats around it with a trail rail system. A lot of uh, stuff that people want. Two other things that uh, I think are interesting is you have a special Fox Shock on there. Is that standard on Rubicons? Standard on Rubicons now. Uh, and then also uh, inside, under the rear seat, you have storage, uh, but you also have a cool Bluetooth speaker, which I thought was a nice, uh, nice value added. The storage is actually there was one of the number one thing people were asking for was lockable, secure storage because the roof comes off, yep. or you can have a soft top. Yep. And uh, the, the storage is, there's, uh, we give you the toolkit, you can pull that out, take it to the campfire or whatever, and a, you can haul long, long items in there. And I would say uh, baseball bats, fishing gear, hunting gear, so. What, if you look at the truck as it came out today, what is the, the piece of it that you're the most proud of from a design standpoint? The problem you overcame and now you look at it and you go, you know what, we, d we did it, we did right by it. What is that one little thing that you can really take to heart that you're proud of? Well, two things I'm proud of. The fact that it's here. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. And the second is, I think we, we successfully managed the, the proportion issue, the box and the weight and the length of it. Um, actually, even easier on this than the previous JK because it's got a wider track on this truck, yeah. of course. So I think all that helps. Absolutely. Uh, I'm happy that we kept the box sides very low on it. Not extremely low, but uh, it just works better as a truck for me. All right, Mark Allen, and uh, what is it? Is it head of design for? Design for G. Yeah. Oh my gosh! All right, oh, I actually got that right. Uh, yeah, I know. I didn't. I didn't bestow myself that title, but it's what it is. All right, Mark Allen, head of design for Jeep. Thank you so much for taking the time on the uh, Truck Show podcast, and uh, look forward to seeing this out in its natural element and not inside a tent with uh, LED lights shining on it. Okay, so now you know about the Gladiator. Why are you green? Uh, do me a favor and dial the number uh, I just gave you, you on ready? that post-it note. Okay. Yes, please. Here it is. Hello. Dr. Mo, it's Lightning and Holman from the Truck Show podcast. Hey, um, Doc. Hey, what's up? Hey, so Dr. <laughs> Dr. Mauricio Halborn um, is a friend of mine from uh, K-Rock, the radio station I used to work at, and... Um, he, Dr. Mo, what, what, what's your title over there at St. Mary's Hospital? Um, well, right now I'm uh, the head of the Medical Staff Quality Committee. But before I was Chief of Surgery, I've, I've been there for 20 years. I've done just Chief of Surgery. So we, well, that's so, that's fairly knowledgeable, I would he's think. He's well qualified. Okay, so okay. He, let me, well, let me, I, I, I fake a lot of stuff really well. Too. <laughs> <laughs> let me explain what went down just a few minutes ago. Um, our friend Wendy from Nissan came in and brought a fruitcake. And we thought, okay, mm -hmm. fine, fruitcake. Well, the fruitcake is over two years old. And it's part of this bit that they did a couple of years ago, what lasts longer, their, their Nissan Titan warranty or the fruitcake. And they said, the, you know, their warranty will probably outlast the fruitcake. And, no. And no? <laughs> so here's the interesting thing is that we both ate some. Uh, some I, of us ate more than the other I, one. And I don't feel well. <laughs> and I want to find out, in your professional opinion, will I be okay? And, and Doc, just so you know, we called our good friend, celebrity chef, uh, Corey Barr, and he assured us, after much research and with all the preservatives, that a hermetically sealed fruitcake is this good for about 25 this years. This was not hermetically sealed. Sure it was. It's just in a cake box, dude. No, you're, you're, I think you're overreacting. The fact that it was in a Pelican case... 
yeah. go, going through. Probably like you it could have gone in water and not gotten wet. <laughs> Doc, it, I think it I, wasn't hermetically sealed. I think uh, my friend Lightning here is—it's all mental because I feel great. Freeze dried. I actually feel like I have extra energy. I'm from not it. sure if it's because it's been sitting next to me, next to my microphone. I'm and I'm whiffing it since we <laughs> ate it a, a little while ago, but I'm not. I feel queasy. We should tell the doctor that the cherries are candied and uh, greened. And translucent. And translucent. <laughs> yeah, this is, your, this is your typical, you know, Fred Schneider fruitcake. Yeah, it's got all the right parts. I, I, I get you. Now, um, so fruitcakes will outlast nuclear winters. They will outlast, yeah, meteor strikes. You're good. So so light, lightning, you're, you're going to be fine. Okay. Um, yeah, they have enough preservatives that. When you say pres- when you say preservatives, what what do you mean? Like why? How are they? Not, it's not real food. It's food ish. It's food based. Food based. It's food based. Yeah. No, it's really weird. There is something about fruitcake, and you know, this one of these days I'll do a deep dive. That um, it does seem to like be packaged in a way where it's almost like canned. You know how like canned it stuff can lo- last it looks forever. Canned. It has yeah. a metallic sheen to it, <laughs> and it's hard. Came um, out, came out, and when we poured it out, it went. <laughs> yeah, you but know? you're not supposed to eat the can. No, we didn't. We didn't. Um, we did peel back. You know, like when soup has been sitting out, and it gets that that layer rind. of like solid, solid soup. Yeah. yeah, we just pulled the rind off the top of the fruit cake and went right for the middle, Doc. Okay, well that's a kind of gross. Probably wise, actually, and that may they may may have saved your colon from some unnecessary bacteria. Uh, if I have diverticulitis, will all the walnuts and hard cherries be a problem? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so when we bit in, um, the 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 nuts, these walnut looking things, were <laughs> they look at brains? Well, they do look like little like like cat like brains, brains, little teeny, right? brains yeah. and and so my 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 teeth just sunk into them. They were they were not nutty like normal. They weren't crunchy. No, um, they right. were they were soft and sort of gelatinous. So, Doc, um, here's well, here's the issue I had is my saliva glands couldn't put out enough saliva, and I started tearing up, and those tears actually went into my mouth and helped me to digest the food and swallow it. Is that normal? <laughs> You're so high. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, oh, no. all right. Okay, so the bottom line is we're going to be fine, and it's just psychosomatic. I, I, the smell is making me weird, but I'm, I'm going to be okay. Is what you're saying? I hope. I, Please. Yeah. Yep. You are going to be so totally okay. Now, okay. In general, you shouldn't be eating two-year-old food. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, just that's a basic thing. Now, I'm, I know you're doing this. For, for podcast and for entertainment purposes, but in general, if you were to come across something labeled 2015, no. Oh, okay. Just say no. Doc, yeah. here's, no. here's the problem I have is that actually happens at my house, and my wife will catch me using ketchup that's mm-hmm. from 2015. I do that too. She'll but, yell at me. But it's been in the fridge. And then she'll yeah, throw, then she'll throw it out. Well, I, I'm 90% on your wife's side. Um, it's been in the refrigerator. Yes. But my question is, is why on earth do you have ketchup that's three years old in your refrigerator? Because Costco sells really big ones, and I don't use that <laughs> oh, much ketchup. No, okay, right. okay. Now, all right. Now, that's explained when you have the barrel of ketchup yeah, in the refrigerator. Yeah, because okay. uh, you can't pass that up. You go to Costco, if you need two things, you end up spending $500, and then you have a refrigerator full of ketchup. 
Like some, I understand. Some Although people have you can reconsider now that you're an expert on ketchup usage and you can estimate your ketchup usage <laughs> over years. You're probably safe with the little Heinz 57 upside down squirter bottle right now. Okay. Well, I just think it's, you know, my friends think it's weird. Some people have a beer fridge. I have a Costco ketchup <laughs> fridge in my garage. Your friends are correct in that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what I'm hearing is that we're idiots, but we'll nope. be okay. Yeah, um, no more so than any of my trauma patients. You're all good. Okay. <laughs> um, if if I'm having a hankering for another bite, is is there something in the fruitcake that would How cause me? How can I be <laughs> sickened by this and you're having a hankering? Well, for I don't it. like it. You know what it is? It's like a grape nuts, or or you know, it's like. Is this like when your dog takes a crap on the ground and it's, it I smells so bad that you need to go over to it and sniff see, it again? No, no <laughs> not like that at all. Is. That's exactly no, what this I, is. I'm you're like, the, I can't believe the stench of this. Honey, come here, smell this. No, is it, was, it like it, that? No, it's like a weird food that's bad, but then it's so bad you're curious to go back for more. It has nothing to do with dog poop. I, I find it strangely similar to dog poop. Uh, Doc, do humans come with warranties? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm Jay's is expired. To, mine I'm, is, trying mine is expired. Gently, I'm trying to politely not enter into the dog poop conversation. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, well. All right, Mo. Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Mo. Right. See you guys. All right. Bye. 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 We totally just wasted his time. He's <laughs> you, like, seriously, you, you know guys? how much that consult would cost a normal person? <laughs> yes. Uh, Wendy, by the way, we're sending you the bill. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'll look forward to that. Oh, God. <laughs> the Dr. Mo consult. Hey, did you, uh, let's go to the happier things. Mm, did, I'm happy to. What do we have? Uh, did you see those awesome photos of the new 20, uh, 20 Chevy Heavy Duty? Oh, my Lord, dude. <laughs> wow, is there hate. I haven't seen anything like that since the sinister blue uh, issue two weeks ago. Dude, the whole internet lit up. They So... So what I saw, okay. what I saw, and you probably saw were the memes where, <laughs> yes. And so Wendy, you can't weigh in on this, can you? Not really. Okay. All right. <laughs> so the thing is, is that how do we describe for those people who have not seen the new Chevy? Go to our Instagram. Go to our Instagram. At Truck Show Podcast. And we all knew that they were going to take it right Chevrolet across um, horizontally. You know, well, let's back right. up for a second. They, the, the first picture they showed was of the the custom or the lower a lower trim level, right? Which was like meshy grill, looked like a basking shark or something like that, mm-hmm. and um, it was not well received. About two days later, they came out and said, "Ooh, ooh, wait, wait, high country," and it was like, "That's the one you should have started with," right? Because it freaked out. I think there were people who have Chevy bow tie tattoos. Mm-hmm. Who had burlo pads and sandpaper and were removing them by themselves. Yeah, it was not a good look, dude. It was not a good look. And so, how would you explain it? So the the that stripe of Ver- the Chevrolet light, and the it's whole, not centered. The, the thing is it up was very odd. And guys were it looked like a someone had flipped a human face upside down. So that you know when you yeah the it the was, mouth was on the top and so the eyes were on the bottom and it was it was cool from the side. The rear three quarter they had a, that big step in the box is kind of neat and it uses the new. Uh, uh, T1 Silverado body. But no one could see that past the grill. No, no. It's sort of like... Um, was the Elephant Man. It's sort of like... Wasn't it? you had a delicious meal, but it started with a fruitcake. Yeah, that's what it was right? like. Right? Like, could you eat something really good right now? No. It tainted everything. <laughs> that's sort of that, yeah. It could have the coolest interior, but that grill, yeah, it was just like that translucent grape I ate or whatever Do that you think was. that our listeners, that there are people who love it? No. Would they tell us if they did, or would they be embarrassed? I think no. I think they would tell us. And I at Truck Show Podcast at Gmail dot com. Tell you, us again. How many shows do I have to say that I you know have I have been traditionally a Chevy guy, and this 
you know, makes me not so much. Yeah, you uh, you weren't happy. No. You had the same look then as you do now. No, I'm buying a Titan now for sure. Damn sure. <laughs> Even after Wendy tried to poison you with uh, fruitcake? It was all in jest, I think, I hope. We've had two experts established. <laughs> I have not tried to kill you tonight. That's true. We have had two experts. You know, in fact, I was shocked that Dr. Mo, and for those of you who know Dr. Drew, Dr. Mo has filled in for Dr. Drew, so he's legit, right? Yes. And, um I thought for sure he would be like, no, come in and have uh, charcoal and your stomach pumps immediately. <laughs> but he wasn't. He's like, really? Fruitcake? He's yeah, like, shut up, kid. Yeah, kid, get off my step. <laughs> I, I've got a guy who just shot a, a nail gun through his butt or something, right? Dude, he's the guy that, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't want to tell you the stuff he No, he's, he's the trauma guy mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. No, in Long Beach. Well, and, and yeah. he's, in, he's, in, he's in Snoop's part of Long Beach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Can you? Yeah. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so in other happier news, did you see that the Ram Heavy Duty <laughs> came out? Mm-hmm. And they, they look a little bit better than the, than the first Chevy pictures that we saw, although I'm sure both trucks look great in person. Uh, you may have noticed the Ram Heavy Duty has the old body, though, and the new front end. Yeah. And the new interior. Was an, I think people were hoping for a full makeover, even though that we know well, it wasn't going to get one. So there'll be more news in January, but I have a sneaking suspicion that... Uh, the half-ton mark is all about style and, and, and whatnot, and the heavy-duty mark is all about capability. Mm-hmm. So here's what I think they did. I think they said, hey, let's spend all the big bucks on the half-ton because that's our volume unit, and then let's go, rather than doing a new body when you already have a mega cab and, and you know a nice crew anyway, put the front end on it and then do all new mechanicals and chassis and... Still a great-looking truck. It's got the new interior. We've seen spy photos that has the 1500 interior. Right. And I think I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. And okay. uh, I just hope that Cummins has in it what I think it does. You know something, don't you? Mm, it's going to be good. <laughs> you know something. Are you, what, you got to spill the beans. Nope. Nope. <coughs> NDA. This is not... Oh, really? You yeah. signed another freaking NDA? That's how I get to see cool stuff. I'm just saying. So how long do I have to wait again? Uh, January. January. I'm just saying that if you- January 1 or January 31? I'm just saying mid-January. I'm saying that if you were worried about that truck, Mm -hmm. don't be worried, my friends. Oh. That's all I'm saying. Oh, really? If you looked at it and went, not far enough, don't be worried. That's it. Okay. Just don't be worried. All right. We'll talk about it when when the time comes. All right. It's good stuff. All right, so we'll get to you guys, uh, we'll get to your email next time, because I still- a lot of show. I didn't realize that- the fruitcake was going to consume us. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> I think if we uh, leave that lid off long enough, it's going to just mosey on over. What do you and think the studio will look like if we left it in here for a week? I don't. Would it be covered in ants? <laughs> it would be covered because they couldn't leave. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be. It would be like the world's best ant trap. Is this thing going to grow? Except for the hordes of ants that would be coming to it that you'd have to step through. This is like, you guys ever see the movie The Blob, like the black and white blob from, we would have been like little, oh. little kids, right? And it kept growing and growing and growing. This is going to be in my nightmares. If it's, I open this door next week to the studio, will the will the fruitcake overpower me? Yes. <laughs> like, no, it's going to reach out and pull you in and just engulf you and so eat you. So are we going to make a pact to... Uh, to check in with each other tomorrow just to make sure we're okay? Or <laughs> I'll text you when I wake up just to let just you know I made it through the night. All right. Yeah, All right. I'd appreciate yeah. that. I'm sure, right. I'm sure your family would too. <laughs> the fruit cake episode. It is. <laughs> it's the fruit cake episode. I don't know how I feel about that right now. Send us an email if you guys can. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. And don't forget the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. Go ahead and leave us a message or uh, 
track us down on our socials at Truck Show Podcast. Absolutely. And Wendy, David, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for coming by. I really appreciate but, it. But not thank Thanks you for, for having us. Thanks. Anytime. <laughs> I just keep looking at it. And I, I, I don't you... know. All right. Enough with this. Here. Take the top off again. Listen. Stop mouthing off Listen. and eat another piece. You want me to eat another yeah, piece? Yeah, I want you Wait, to eat another piece. But what am I going to get out of it? You're going to get satisfaction that you've had three helpings of and it. And you had one because you're a big, giant wussy. Weenie? Yeah, maybe yeah. so. <sighs> I want you to go in one more piece. I'm going to break off the piece. You're going to eat what I break off. No, you no. That's, you're going to break off the piece. You should feed it to him. No, that's going to feed it to him. You have to leave now. Yeah. What? Okay. You're just is that an big instigator, Wendy. Yeah, she is. How dare you? Okay. Is right, that what, big enough? Oh, uh, wow. You got a, You got a cherry-like thing on there. And then what's that other chunk, the brown thing on the bottom? Is that a nut? Mm, what, it's stabbed right through. Hey, look, David just took a bite. Oh, David. How are you <laughs> feeling about that? He's shaking his head. What's your guy's problem? <laughs> oh, you, don't give me that and have that smirk on your face. It, look at that. He's scouring, and yet he's... I can only take half this bite. I can't do the whole thing. Yeah, you can. Do the whole thing. Do the whole thing. Well, I, I, I need a payoff. What's my payoff for doing this? We get to wrap up the show and go home? Eat it. All right. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so disgusting. Oh, it's so disgusting. It's chewy cake. You can taste in the in, I can, in the nut. It's You can taste there's something wrong with it. I can taste that it's, um, yeah. it's not he, right. He's making a face where the guy took too much dip in his mouth. Curiously, the cherry doesn't taste like anything. It doesn't taste like anything. It's very dense, no. but it doesn't taste like anything. What's disgusting is the binding mm-hmm. or the binder. It's Ugh. <laughs> High fructose corn syrup times 12. I don't know if I can swallow it. It's so gross. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs>